0: and girls ladies and gents welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite uncle silk it's dan and delatory same corner same time dan rocking i mean nick rocking the punters of people too
1: sure i like
2: that yeah, sure. you. A comma.
0: yeah need a pause
1: in there it's uh yeah it's an uh, amazon purchase listen it was eight dollars you, you, you get what you pay for Let's see yeah, that more
0: bucks, you could you could have got some <laughs> punctuation.
1: <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Four more bucks.
2: They're, they're printed by the character, Silk. Yeah, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Four more bucks for, for the grammatical correct that sentence that's on the
2: right. shirt. Silk, how was your weekend, bud?
1: Uh, not too
0: bad, man. A lot of relaxation. Um, not a whole lot of back and forth. Went to a, a friend of mine, not even a friend of mine, I guess a business friend of mine, somebody in the same business complex as me. Uh, had a a, a a a birthday shindig uh, over at the Kush. So um, just kicked it up there. Uh, some little rock and roll performances, different vibes. Celebrating with somebody every weekend is just like blessings, man. So just just kicking it with some people. And you um, what bet. you have going?
2: Well, I was in uh, I was in New York City Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I actually, just left town right as everything was shutting New down. New York there. City. Did the uh, did the 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 Home Alone two tour. Um, you know, did, uh, you know, did the Rockettes, the music, uh, uh, Radio City Music Hall, you know, did the skating in Central Park, did the Plaza Hotel. Did oh, the so Rock it's not like, it's Center. not like a real, it's not
1: like a, a real. No, this floor. is like or a Dan Thompson, like, Hey, gotcha. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, what I remember from the movie. No, I mean, it did all the Christmas stuff. I mean, I I've been wanting to go to New York city, probably since that movie came out. I don't know. I was like four when it came out. And so I've always wanted to go, but like life never like made it happen. But, up in uh, Pennsylvania for for this week or this week and in the previous week uh, with uh, with my girlfriend. So uh, we drove up to uh, to New York City for a couple of days, had ourselves a ball. And like I said, we, we left at the right time because everything's starting to shut down there because of the because uh, uh, COVID. But uh, had an absolute blast, had some pizza. Uh, I mean, just a- everything that you could ever want to do in New York City. Uh, but really had a a good time. But I do have a funny story to tell you guys. Um, true so, true New York slice. I saw that's right. Yeah.
0: I, was Chicago pizza or, or New York
2: pizza? New York. Give me New York. Um, I, I think that there's a time and a place for a, a slice of Chicago pizza, but man, it, I don't know. It's it's too much sauce, too br- too much bread. It's, it's pizza just casserole. Like, it's just a little too much. You know what I mean? I it's a know, lot. Man, it's I heavy. And like it.
1: the
0: it's vegan. Heavy, world, it's good. I went to this. I had this vegan uh, sh- Chicago pizza that was next level fire. I do like that. I had for the first time. I haven't had a real Chicago pizza, but that that pizza was different. The deep dish. All the extra sauce is, it's messy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an, not bad. It's, it's time and a
2: place for it. I just feel like you have to eat it with a fork and a knife and a pizza that you have mm-hmm. to eat with a fork and a knife. just not a pizza that, uh, that I'm, you know, diving into first, but it is really good, but I do. Uh, so, so in New York, some things are, are, are legalized and recreational there. So we walked into a store, um, to get like a, a little lollipop. So, um, things like. In Florida, are usually coming like five or ten milligrams. Um, this like lollipop on it, like said fifty milligrams, but it was on the back. Uh, let me tell you, the difference between five or ten milligrams and fifty milligrams is something is is, is staggeringly different. So that threw a, a little hiccup into the day on Wednesday, but uh, mm. but other than that, had ourselves a a, a grand time.
0: Usually the up the upage and, and milligrams work out great for me, man.
2: This <laughs> is <just> me personal. <laughs> Uh, Nick, what about you, bud? And then we got some guests waiting for us.
1: Yeah, it was uh, just a nice weekend. We did uh, some with uh, with a couple other couples, did like a, uh, uh, it's like a the Cade Museum here. It's like a kid's museum, but they had like an adult night. Um, so had, had some drinks, walked around, looked at the lights down in downtown Gainesville, things like that. Easy, easy, relaxing weekend. Uh, nothing too big. Definitely not in New York like you.
2: There you go. There you go. Well, Silk, we got a bunch of uh, guests on today. We got Mahmoud Diabate coming on. Uh, we have Connor Clark coming on to talk uh, early signing day. Uh, we're going to get some trolls off uh, when we do that as well. But before we do that, uh, for the second to last time, let's give a shout-out to uh, to Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance.
0: Shout-out to the great folks at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg got you. Visit BruntInsurance.com. Or give them a call at 954-589-2204. Home, auto, life insurance, business insurance, renter's insurance, anything you may need insured. Uh, My man Greg is the best of the best. BrentInsurance.com or 954-589-2204. We are kicking it with the man himself, the general, the field general, Mahmoud Diabate. How you doing, my dude? What's up with you, bro? Doing good. Man, I didn't, I didn't show up to the pie shirtless, so i ain't feeling as good as you you said what i said I didn't show up to the pie shirtless so I'm not feeling as good as you
3: nah see I gotta take off this whole brace and everything and take it put a shirt on so
0: I'm just giving you a hard time straight bro
1: <laughs> well uh what what's going on with you you uh you, you had surgery looks like
3: yeah so I don't know my shoulder been bothering me like the last couple of years and then, you know, they finally checked it. And my, they said my label been pretty shredded for, like, the last three, four seasons. So, I've been playing with that. You know, I, you probably noticed I came off the field a couple of times this year. You know, I'll tackle and My shoulder just pop out. So, I've been dealing with that the last couple of seasons. So, it's about time to get it knocked out. You know, I'll be back in three months, back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, it's something that I needed to get done. Because, you know, going to the next level, that's something they're going to see at the combine and trip over. Pain,
0: so, pain hey. threshold-wise, how does that feel, that popping out? Like, what does that that like?
3: I mean, it will be some plays, you know, I might make a tackle in the next play. Like, if I even try to press somebody, you know, it'll hurt. So mm. it'll just be that, something you just got to be mentally tough about, you know, get through it.
1: I had a, I tore my labrum. I played baseball in high school, tore my labrum. Um, did they have to do the iodine for the MRI or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They injected something in there. That didn't feel good when they did it to me back nah, in the day.
3: Nah, it felt weird. Yeah.
1: Then, uh, the uh, the cortisone shot that I got when I when I got mine, whoo I felt like a brand new person the next day.
3: Yeah, that cortisone shot. The cortisone shot to make you feel like feel like you know, it, it'll give you false confidence for real. I don't like <laughs> for those. real.
1: For real, it made me feel good. But yeah, that whole pressing thing for baseball, anything over your shoulder was tough. um But anything pressing, I remember. Uh, going the first day of like rehab for it. And they put this like pink half pound weight in your hand. And you're like, mm. what is this? What is this trash? And then they had you lay on like a, a table and do like a, a side up like that. And I couldn't even like lift a half pound mm. weight after it. It was, it was rough.
2: It's crazy. You still can't do it. Mahmoud.
1: Listen, let uh, me live my glory days, Dan. Come on. My, 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 my mood's in here. I'm I'm trying to relive my glory days here. <laughs> Oh, let's get
2: uh, so, into the interview. Let's hang, let's hang yeah, yeah. so let's get let's get to the interview. Let's let's start kind of from the beginning. Um, i moved, uh, obviously from from Auburn, Alabama. I went to Auburn High School. Uh, I think D Finley, a uh, guy that was here about a decade ago, uh, went there as well. Uh, you decided to commit to the University of Florida, but touch us a little bit about your recruiting process. How'd you end up at the uh, University of Florida, and what ultimately sold you to uh, to come <clears throat> aboard?
3: Uh, my recruiting process, you know, I was heavily recruited out of high school. Uh, I was blessed to, you know, have most of the offers you know anybody could wish for. So it came down to me, you know, feeling like finding a situation where I felt like i will be utilizing the best situation. You know, i will be in a situation to succeed. And, you know, uh, that year coming in, that year coming to my, my senior year of high school, that was Jakai. When Jakai was a junior here, you know, snapping at Buck. You know, Jakai was having a really strong season. Coach Mullen just got there. Everybody was winning. So, I was like, okay, Florida definitely be a good situation that, you know, they on to the come up. Uh, I felt like I could play – I felt like I could do exactly what Ja'Kai did, you know, so I felt like it was a good situation. That's what it came down to, you know, between uh, LSU and uh, Bama. I just felt like Florida would utilize me to the best of my abilities.
1: How much of it for you was relationship with coaches, uh, school, you know, the – town the school was in, academics, um, or just, hey, what's the football fit? What's I guess what's, like, if you have, like, a a pie ratio, a pie scale, like, what percentage went to, like, each thing? What was the most important? I mean,
3: personally, mine was, like, 60% how am I going to be played, probably 20% how quickly am I going to play, and then, like, the rest was probably just, like, miscellaneous. Because, like, I wasn't too much, like, Coach, coach Sal Sincere recruited me, so I didn't get recruited by any of the coaches who coached me uh, since I've been here. Like, I ain't know none of them through recruiting. See, Rob, anyone, like, we just, of course, we knew each other, but we ain't not have a relationship. But, like, personally, I've always been the player. Like, I told Rob, like, I don't really yearn for nobody, like, a coach to be my friend for real. Like, I just need a coach. So, like, I don't really, like, I'm not a relationship guy. I'm really about, I, I really just am trying to get the business done. Like, let's come to work you don't got to be nice to me you don't got to ask me how my day is going let's just get to work you tell me you tell me how i need to get better you know but you know it's a lot of guys who don't work like that there's a lot of people who need that relationship you know but personally i got a, i feel like i got a strong support system my dad and everything so it's like i just need to be taught football personally
2: Mahmoud, how did you guys ultimately end up on, on what position you would play? I know you played a lot of defensive end. Um, I know that there was a lot of, you know, talk about whether you'd play, you know, kind of true linebacker, that buck position, you know, hands down defensive end. How did you guys ultimately land on, you know, direction for you? Because obviously there's been some some changes and pivots along the way uh, in that regard as well.
3: Uh, definitely. Uh I feel like after my, my freshman year, you know, I came in early. I enrolled early. I was doing a good job, you know, one of my reps playing uh, primarily buck. But, you know, coming into the season, they realized, you know, damn, we have Grenard, we have Moon. So they were like, okay, let's see if we can teach you something else. So I was like, okay, I'll learn the middle linebacker. But freshman year, you know, Moon getting hurt, I was thrust back into that buck role. So just being a buck, that's naturally what I do, you know, come off the edge, bend around the corner. That's That's something that's natural to me. So, uh, you know, that's how I finished my freshman year. But going into my sophomore year, they were like, you know, we want to make you kind of inside linebacker the first couple downs and a rush on third down, which, you know, that was always all right with me as long as I really got to rush on third downs, you know, because that's what I feel like separates me. I feel like, you know, I'm a good linebacker. I can coverage good, cover good, but I feel like where I can change the game, where I can separate myself from people is when I come off that edge. So, what Definitely. is the
0: process like? I'm gonna cut you off, but what is the process sure. like when you're uh, when when a coach approach you about a position change and you and, and, and there's disagreements? What what is that process like?
3: Uh, I mean, if you like personally, like it's like if a coach come to you with a with a with a coach with a position change, that's really not like I ain't never seen that as like a request, like a hey, do you want it? It's like hey. If they bring it up to you, like, what are you going to say? No, I'm not changing the positions. I'm staying where I'm at. Like, these are people going to put you in the game. So you try to, you know, leverage as you can. But it's like, you really can't. And then at that time, you know, freshman year, you know, it's not it – it wasn't how it is now where you could just hit it. Like, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to leave. Like, right. that just – so it was like, man, you know what? I'm trying to play. Like, regardless, where it's at, I'm trying to play. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll learn it and, and, and get on the field.
1: If, they, if they're coming to you basically you're you're saying if they're coming to you with that question in mind their minds already made up and it's, it's like often if you, you
0: not refuse
1: yeah if you <laughs> yeah, tell you them probably, like no yeah. bet I'm staying I'm staying where I'm at they're like cool well you can watch the game with me on the <laughs> sideline and, and you can see what the other guys are doing it, I, yeah, I it's like, like they're that. not
3: going to move you to they're not going to move you to a position that's going to play less so it's like if they're offering you a chance to go to a different position that's like okay you are going to play more do you want to go do you want to do that or not so it'll come down and you want to play more. You know, everybody wants to play more, so you're going to do that.
2: Mahmoud, I want to ask you uh, just about scheme. I want to ask you about Todd Grantham. You know, obviously there's a lot of uh, questions. There's a lot of people that, that don't know or do know but but have ultimately just kind of wondered schematically, you know, Todd Grantham, you know, what is his scheme, you know, like to learn? I mean, is it – I mean, do you feel like it's overly complex? Or Give us your thoughts and, and overall opinion of, like, the scheme itself. Not necessarily how it worked or not, but just uh, the, scheme, the
3: scheme itself. I definitely, I definitely feel like It's a good scheme. The scheme is just the scheme has a lot that goes into it, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, what we realize we're playing. You know, you can play it simple. You can play it without anything, but it's gonna come down to that point where like you got to get a little fancy, you know, because you gotta you gotta be able to hide what you're doing. You gotta be able to you know not let all. You gotta be able to confuse the quarterback with different looks, you know. Different things like that, but the scheme wise, I feel like his scheme was his scheme was definitely like an NFL scheme. You feel me? It's something that you really like. You really have to know what you're doing, and you have to know what your teammate is doing. You know, you really have to you really have to do your best to really un- make sure you understand your role in the defense. And when people do that, then the defense is going to work. But if somebody's out there and they're not really hundred percent sure on how things adjust or this is that, then you know it's going to be a kink.
1: And a kink might be, hey, we missed a run fit, and it cost us four yards. And a kink might be missed a run fit, and it's a forty yard touchdown. It just exactly. shows up differently.
3: Just little things like, like, like I see people a lot, like people a lot on Twitter are talking about our run fits, like oh our linebackers get bounced out out the out the box. Really, it's not. A lot of times, our job is to to send it back to somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'll look like, oh, this man getting blocked. We really no. No, we weren't getting blocked, we were sending it back to each other, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, that's just little things that you know people who just know the scheme identify. Like, a lot of times people might think that you got dropped out, you got dropped off, like, oh, you got oh, he got he got baked. Well, really, you know, I wasn't even covering him, I'm supposed to deliver him to to us. How
0: how frustrating is that part, part, part of it? Like, the criticism from fans that really don't understand the X and O's of the game.
3: I mean, honestly, it's incredibly frustrating. You know, you you don't pay too much attention to it, but it's annoying when you got to see it. And it's really it's really not even annoying for for us because like we know the truth. Like I don't care what the fans to say because you know I know what the reality of the situation is. But it's annoying, you know, when people when our people got to see it. You know, our parents, uh, mm-hmm. uh, your mama, your mama saying, "Oh, this guy sucks." Like, but your mama don't really understand that they don't know what they're talking about. You know, <laughs> so. You know, it's a it's a weird situation, and really the most aggravating part of just be, you know, it's different if you take criticism from people who understand scheme, understand football, understand how football works, but you'll you'll see things on the media like, why don't you do this? And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, man, if we would have done that, we would have gave up way more than we just gave up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it really come down to.
1: <laughs> that, that, that's why that's why you're sending off mean tweets on Twitter and, and not, you know, in the room coaching us. Cause if we were to follow that, that would have not have gone well.
0: How, what, what was the process? Like we talking about like the defensive struggle and the alignments and the things that, 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 um, scheming wise, the some of the things that malfunction, um, uh, you, you were vocal about some of the things you, you, you were in disagreeance Why defense coordinator was still there. Um, I think you did it in a very respectful way in a diplomatic way. And what led you to doing that? The kind of saying that you was in disagreement or didn't like the way the defense was set up.
3: It's not I it's it's like I feel like that day, like you if you if you I feel like you could regard the LSU comments, right?
0: Right, correct.
3: Like I felt like I just didn't feel like responding just because I'm like, okay, it's gonna blow up even more. But like I feel like my intentions weren't really to like talk about the scheme, like saying the scheme was you know. Bad or anything, I really just didn't even want to talk about the scheme. You know, I wanted to revert the conversation to my teammates and our play because I'm like, being real, you don't get nothing good from going on the like media and being like, y'all don't like the scheme. Like, what? No real legitimate good comes from that. So, really, my my my, I was I was so heated in the moment. I'm pissed off. We lost. I'm pissed off. We gave, gave up so many rushing yards. You know, I'm feeling the responsibility. So I'm like, you know what? Man, I'm not gonna try to put this on another man. You know, I trust my teammates, bro. Like, cause I felt like I was getting baited into saying I don't trust this game, which is like, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of players, you know, might not be smart enough to see that coming. But I'm like, man, they want me to say I don't trust this game. But I'm like, nah. So I tried to avoid that and say something good about my teammates. But it still got picked up, picked apart, like mm-hmm. I was talking about the game. Cause honestly. Like 2019, the scheme was working. Like yeah. our defense was on point because we were, p- people were making the plays when they needed to be made. Like at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, you could call whatever you want. Like in, like Sanford game, people people pissed off by the play call. I mean, we wasn't we we were in cover we we're in cover one. Like we we're a man. Like like how are you gonna get mad at how are you gonna get mad at Robinson? How are you gonna mad, get mad at anybody when we're a man? Like, Honestly
0: real quick um we're talking about you're talking about the sanford game i think um the celebration after the game was more uh like the the hoopla more than anything um what's your opinion about that what what was the 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 vibes like what actually went down like this is
3: how i felt for real like i was the first person to walk in the locker room and like it was people who were like man we shouldn't even be celebrating and i was telling them like nah we need to celebrate because like we you you look at it like people look at it like man y'all barely even won like why y'all leaving happy but people don't really think like, damn. Think about how many games in a, in a row we lost. Like, you you waking up every day feeling like shitty. Like, damn, we lost. Like, you pissed off every day. Every day right. you disappointed. You feel me? Three weeks, four weeks. So that 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 plays with your mentals. You know, everybody talking about Gators, this is that. So once you finally, even even though it's not done in the style that you want, when we when you finally get that W, it's still a relief because it's like, damn. I ain't even felt this in a minute. We ain't felt that since what? Vandy, like, like since homecoming swore, like, man, regardless, I'm still going to be happy because we got a W with our brothers. Like, we still have fun out there. At the end of the day, like, at that point, we weren't chasing the SEC championship. At that point, we weren't chasing the national championship. So why not be happy and enjoy the moments that we made with each other? That's how we were feeling.
1: I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what we said. You only get, You only get 12 mm-hmm. opportunities guaranteed. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, been, it had been a full month since since the team had had a game that finished that they could celebrate. I think um,
0: the average fan got that. I think yeah. like it, it, it getting leaked on social media and it making it look like... like I think like social media and perception is just is just more than what reality is. And, it made it look they, like they, you was
3: a the whole party in there.
0: Right, right. <laughs> it looked like y'all was having a shindig, Mahmood. <laughs> shindig. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't
3: know This really, is really all it was. Like, Muller came in there like, every time one coming up, when we went, he'll say something, and we'll cut on the music. So, you know, mm-hmm. when we cut off the cut on the music, everybody getting hyped. So we might be getting hyped for, like, literally, like, a minute, then everybody taking their clothes mm-hmm. off, like, I'm supposed to the crib right now. Like so, we're like, man, these people acting like we was the <laughs> firework. We were really just turning for like two minutes. That got caught on the web.
0: We thought y'all had the good food that night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> brought, the, brought out the carving station and all. Yeah. Uh, so, so my um, You know, next game. Uh, you know, Dan Mullen, You know, does get does get let go. Uh Greg Knox takes over. You guys uh, pull out a, a, a nice win against. Um, uh, against FSU, Billy Napier gets announced as uh, as head coach in the not-too-distant future. Um, a lot transpires over the course of a couple weeks, and then, uh, you know, to bring up the inevitable, is you ended up putting your name in the transfer portal as well. Um, talk to us a little bit about what went through your head, you know, that Sunday that you found out that Dan Mullen got fired to, you know, I mean, ultimately now.
3: Uh, I mean, when we figured out Dan Coach Mullen got fired, I mean, we were disappointed, but like – we're disappointed but we know how the business goes you know we we hear we heard all the little murmurs going on we knew like after the game was going on we're disappointed you know at the end of the day that's all our coach you know he invested time in all of us you know he came out made sure you know whether the fans don't like him whether people don't like him he come out every day you know late stay stay late he grinded you know so it was like damn we felt like some type of way because like our coaches fired. but at the end of the day we're like okay we still gotta win this game. We still we gotta do it for Knox, for real, for real. And when, when it came down to the portal, I was just like, man, with so many things changing, like I have to be able, I gotta be able to know what's best for me, you know, the best situation. Cause I feel like this year need to be my last year, so I need to, I, I, I want to be in a position where I'm like, okay, I know where I'm gonna be, where I'm gonna be used, I know what I'm gonna get, uh. And I know what, and you know, I, I I can really I can really understand what situation I'm gonna be in mm-hmm. instead of just sitting here and just looking around and waiting. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, but you know, me the Coach Napier since he came back, you know, great guy, and like honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like he's gonna have a whole lot of success at Florida. You know, I know a lot of the fan base feels that way, and I feel the same way too. You know, he's a guy who, who's about his business, and you know, I met with him on several occasions. You know. Uh and it's definitely it's definitely a chance I stay as a gator, but I just I just had to, you know, as as a person who I consider myself a smart person, I have yeah. to be able to have clarity and I want to go into this off season and this next season knowing that where I am is the best situation for myself. Instead yes. of second guessing, like, oh maybe I should have left. Oh man, oh no, like I want to be sure mm-hmm. before I do anything, you know. And on top of that, I'm recovering from a surgery, so I got time like I'm not in no rush where it's like okay, like I have to, I got to work, I got to start working out with the team in January. Like, no, I got three months to 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 mm-hmm. recover, get my body
2: back right. So, so you know, obviously, oh, go ahead. No, you good? Uh, so obviously, you've had some conversations, with Billy Napier. I'm sure you've talked to new defense coordinator Patrick Tony. Uh, what have they told you? I mean, obviously, they they. I presume, you know, based on your conversations and everything that you said, you know, would love for you to stick around. And obviously, you're an incredible, you know, football player. But what have they told you about, you know, what to expect, you know, next season, and how your role fits in? They just told
3: they they just assuring that you know they're gonna they're gonna do it. like Coach Napier. The, the thing that I like that he keeps saying he's gonna he's gonna show up to work and and work hard for us, you know. He's gonna try to make sure that we we are in the best situation to be successful in all aspects. You know, physically in the weight room. You know, mentally. You know, being mentally sharp with the scheme and all that. So just seeing his success at at, at the last school he was with Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, you know, it's definitely something that you can understand. Like okay, if we buy into this, it's gonna be success. That's that's definitely what I'm gonna say, and Coach Tony. You know, just me with him. He just he, He's a guy who has a whole lot of intelligence, you know, uh, a lot of intelligence about his game, a lot of intelligence about football and, you know, how to put players in good situation. So just me when them were like, okay, you guys seem like a good match. We're just really seen, waiting to see, you know, the rest of the style.
1: How much do they um, – I guess, you know, you don't really have line, a linebacker coach yet uh, unless they're going to keep C-Rob. How much do they, I guess, show you, hey, this is what we ran, this is what we're planning on running to try to – help you make an educated decision because i think that's really what you're trying to do right you're trying to make an educated decision
3: for next year Educated choice but uh yeah we i had a good i had a good meeting with coach tony you know going through the film you know drawing up different things being able to see you know the way that he likes to do things and you know i was i was excited about it just knowing and the tree of coaches he comes from you know ron roberts david random things like that you got to look into things like that so he definitely knows his stuff and i feel like he's going to be really successful
0: did they go over the the uh, food plan with you? I'm <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He said that's getting that's getting fixed ASAP. Okay, want to make sure. That's another
3: thing, up. like, but y'all y'all people always be like, man, them boy looking small out there. Like,
0: yeah, I understand about it. it
3: feels like one or two people look skinny, but
1: everybody look. Come on, bro.
3: But
0: what's what's, uh, yeah, what's everyone your everyone doesn't look
1: skinny. David Reese looks like he's been eating weights. I don't
0: know what they feed Zach David Carter. Reese. They David feed Zach Reese. Carter small people.
1: What's that, My moon,
3: Man, David Reese, he, I don't know what he is. He got some, his his jeans or something.
1: Bro, <laughs> Him, Isaac Ricks. Isaac Ricks is is, is like a, a bowling ball, too. My guy is yeah, yeah, right. probably impressive.
0: Real quick, let's talk about the nutrition thing. So what changed? So from some players, it's like, okay, at one point, the food was good, but at some point, it changed. So what 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 really went down with uh, the food and, and like, um, because I don't think Nick Savage is a bad strength and conditioning program, uh and conditioning guy. So I think it, and and I've been around Florida at some point in time for like visits, and I've seen some of the nutrition things that they take the, the kids through the Gatorade station. What changed? Was it the pandemic? Uh,
3: I don't know. Nah, really. Like I mean, it's it's just always been like that. Like since I came in, like. It was always, it was always like that's since I came in. People were just like it was different, like beforehand. But mm, I kind of all I'm gonna say is, I ain't gonna lie, I gotta keep the nutrition talk short. All I'm gonna say is, I've <laughs> hey, you, you can hey, still
2: feeding him, have. silk. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, you you want them more that Jamaican bacon? I feel you, fam.
3: Yeah, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to wake up with no egos tomorrow, so I gotta, you know, yeah. No doubt, <laughs> but it will be fixed. I've, I've been assured. I've been assured by the proper powers that it's going to be fixed, and I trust them that it's going to be fixed. Uh, Coach Napier told me himself when we come back in January, it's going to be completely different. So I trust them, and I think it's going to get done.
1: Let's stick on the food. What's the uh, not 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 the UF food? What's your favorite spot in Gainesville? Local eats. Bro,
3: I don't know, bro. Gainesville
2: don't got nothing good to me, honestly. Mm. My mood, I got we got you're meant to get flooded tomorrow. We got to take, you. your, gotta take your embers
1: for a, for a steak hat. We got a little steak dinner for you, my mood. A little Pa? Huh? No, nah, I don't
3: like Pa. Me I mean, now nah, the food and Gainesville, man, I sit in the car for an hour thinking about what I'm gonna eat, man. I don't know. The food's not that good. Tell the people, give me suggestions.
0: Yeah, Nick, 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 give them the lay of the land. Where yeah, you go,
2: Nick? Nick will take you to Embers. What what kind of dietary restrictions no, do we have?
3: I, I just don't eat pork. I eat everything okay.
1: else. But I got a great I got a couple great steaks for you. Mm. Um we got we got some good burgers here. You're just not you just haven't been taken to the right place, my mood. Gainesville used to I've been here 10 years now. Gainesville has gotten so much better since when I first got here. When I first got here, it was oh, like fast food know. and that's it.
3: I need some I need some, you know, I'm from Bama. I want some soul food on every corner. Some chicken and some beans and some. Oh, I want to pull up and get Florida.
0: All mm, right, I'm Florida's the
3: food here. It's just bl- it's just regular food. Like don't pizzas, say Florida, so say Gainesville,
0: bro. Don't just say like, don't blanket my whole state like that. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Gainesville.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cause you go to the temple like we're going be. I'm gonna go to the temple in a couple of days. I'm gonna at the game. Like that's the go. food right there. That's where the real food at. But games was like. I agree. I
1: mm-hmm. might have to get you like just outside the city limits for that for that soul food. I need to talk to some of my my uh, ACR friends and see where I can get. Or we can get some yeah, like you don't know what good soul, soul food,
0: food at, nick, huh? You like let me call my <laughs> yeah, friends.
1: Yeah, am yeah. talking to, talk about, to friends. Don't I'm, trying, it into, nice I'm, I'm trying to take him to my, my place, Embers, yeah. bro. I'm trying to take yeah. him get him. Yeah. Yeah. It soul food. Nick's gonna no end, embers is a steakhouse Oh nice. Applebee's no, nah, i seen the
3: menu for Embers. I don't pay them
0: prices. Mm-mm.
1: We're gonna work out an NIL deal. Silk silk's gonna pay the bill.
0: Oh no, no, that's not in the contract.
3: Now it's supposed oh, to be it's supposed to be a little Embers NIL for all the players. Like yeah. see games will gotta get them Games will gotta get involved, get in groove with the NIL. They gotta get they gotta get they gotta get deeper.
0: Mm. Talk about it. What do what you mean by deeper? What do you need what, what needs to happen? Yeah. What are you hearing on the fronts of other campuses?
3: Man, I'm hearing on the fronts of other campuses the dealerships getting right, the but this is another thing that I'm told gonna change soon, but you know, get you gotta know, you know, just like the get a collector's trying they trying to kick it off, but we need like more people. But other school, like you know, Ohio State, them boys getting whips. Oklahoma, them boys getting whips, like you feel me? That bo- the center, uh right, this boy plays center from Iowa, just gave away thirty racks. So if I sit down to think, like, okay, if he gave away thirty racks, I wonder how, how much he got just sitting there. So
0: it's like, huh? You don't think
3: That's he like,
1: gave the whole bag away, is what they you're won. saying? They,
0: they also won more games, Mamad
2: Oh you're wrong for that one. So, so Mahmoud, <laughs> um obviously Hell with your me, name in, with your name in the transfer portal, um, you're you're obviously able to talk to schools. Do you want to mention any of those schools? And if not, I got a follow up question anyway.
3: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to mention those schools specifically.
2: Okay. Uh, what, what are they, what are they telling you? I mean, is a lot of just like kind of what you want to hear about the scheme and how you fit into that. Are they bringing in like NIL and, and things of that nature into the conversation or,
3: uh, no, they really, uh, they're going, going to bat with the scheme and where I could fit, you know, mm-hmm. what I could do. Uh, luckily, you know. I've been blessed to have put put some good seasons on tape. So, you know, I've had a lot of interest. But they've just been ham- they just been hammering, you know, where they're going to put me and what, what, where I could fit and, you know, how they could get me better. That's that basically what it, it comes down to. And that's what I'm interested in. You know, where, where am I going to play? What position? You know, what am I going to do on third down? You know, that's the most reported down to me, third down. What are we doing? So,
2: so – so- so, how does it work? Sorry, Nick, to cut you off there. How does it work? So, you, obviously, you put your name in the portal. Obviously, I'm sure there's paperwork and everything else. But, you know, how does it go from there? Are you then just – schools are, are just allowed to contact you? Or how does, how does being in the transfer portal work as being a player in the transfer portal?
3: I mean, like, I want to put – like, when I want to put my name in there, by the time <laughs> I was downstairs, I was already getting texts. Like, it happened quick. Oh, quit. Geez. Yeah, like I, I give you one school because that's probably an obvious one, Auburn. Like by the time I got, by the time I got even to my car, like my high school coach was calling me. He was like, "Yeah, Auburn, want, Auburn said come." Like they were like, "They do, they, they they want you to come tomorrow." I'm like, "Damn, hold up!" But uh, yeah, it, it moves quick. Once you go up there and tell them you want to put your name in the portal, it moves pretty quick. You know, it's, it's some that some that it doesn't take much time. You know, by the time that news report came out, it's not like it was hidden for like a week. Like I had just got home Mm -hmm. and the news was already out like that quick.
1: What, um, what goes in your mind to, to get to that point where like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself in, in the portal. What, how long, I guess, how long was that process for you? How long you've been, been debating it, thinking about it. Um, and then obviously the way that the portal is, you know, it, it doesn't mean you can't come back and you've mentioned that, you know, that you might come back to Florida. So I guess what, what was the decision process for you just to, Hey, I need to, Explore options and see what's best for me.
0: And where are you going to do that, regardless uh, of the coaching change?
3: Yeah, that was see see that was we dropped you for a second. You're back.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I said that was a good question. Like I was gonna I was gonna do it regardless of the coaching change. Uh, I would say yeah, it was definitely something that I was gonna that was gonna be done regardless of the coaching change. And I'm saying the coaching change is kind of. I wouldn't say a boost, but it kind of gets more more reasonable, you know. Look deeper at Florida, like because things are going to change around right here, things are going to be different. But it was definitely something that you know it it doesn't have anything to do with nature. It had nothing to do with you know the head coach selection. You know, it was something that I, I had already you know discussed with my family. You know, that was going to be the best thing to do moving forward.
1: I, I find that interesting that you say that Florida almost gets a boost because things are going to change or things Uh, have changed with the
3: new staff yeah because we definitely feel i definitely feel the administration is listening to the players the coaches coach napier is coming and listening to the players so you know that's a good thing to have around uh just you know that whole vibe Coach napier i know he met me he was like he's gonna meet with every player he wants to know what everyone's thinking you know uh uh, Mr. Strickland's been a- incredibly helpful, you know, listening to the players, asking what we need, asking what, what our opinion is on things. So I feel like, you know, as a player that they respect, and a player that you know they always ask my opinion on different things. You know, I, mu- I had to, you know, give that 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 respect back in the adverse. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to sit down and, and see what you're about and see what, what how you want to build this program. Because he he's come in and been nothing but respectful, you know, been nothing but great around the building. You know, everybody loves him so far. So him, Mr. Strickland, everyone, you definitely, definitely have to sit down and listen to what Florida's saying.
2: Uh, so, Mahmoud, I guess my final question is, I, I mean, you, you kind of answered it there, but but how are the new – how are the players, you know, taking on to the new coaches and new coaching staff? I mean, there's going to be new strength and conditioning staff. I mean, there's just a whole new, you know, group of people. How has that transition gone with, you know, the, you know, coaches that are still there, you um, you know, still trying to train up the team.
3: Uh, obviously, it's been it's been kind of sad, just because you're gonna see it from other faces. You know, the people that you've grown to love and respect leave. But uh, it's kind it's kind of like I don't know. It's like when you realize, you know, so, so, like things are things are done, and instead of getting mad, you know, you have to sit back and, and think. You know, maybe this is gonna make me a better player. Maybe this maybe be better for my program and my teammates. So those are the things you got to sit down and really consider. Uh, and I feel like the team's really been understanding that, that you know, you got to play football. The coach doesn't matter. Like you know what you want to do. You came here to Florida with a goal to to get where you wanted to go. You know, I came to Florida with my goals, and my goals didn't weren't really attached to a coach. You know, they were goals that I had for myself. And I feel like a lot of my teammates share that same thing. So uh, people are really excited just to listen to Coach Napier and learn from him, and learn from the, the staff that he's building because he's building a great staff. So yeah
1: it um it seemed well you had like a very business like approach to recruiting to begin with but it seems like from what i've talked to and talking to guys that have come to florida or have left florida that have been in the transfer portal it seems more business because you know you said you're trying to make last year your next year so even if you left florida it's like hey i'm trying to be at this place for one stop one year and, and then you know move on to, to the league but it seems like it's a very business-minded approach that you have to being in the transfer portal
3: yeah, it definitely it definitely has to be a business-minded approach because if you if you just consider this like I feel like so many people can approach this like it, it's it is just a game, like it is a game. But at the end of the day, this game could win or lose you a lot of a lot of money, you know, and a lot of opportunities to help a lot of different people, you know. Coming coming from coming from a background like I come from, you know, I know me and still uh, S- talked about it, you know, my parents being immigrants and everything like that, you know, I'm in a position where I feel like you know I really want to succeed. And you know I have to put my make sure that I'm in that situation to su- succeed to the max of my potential because you know I feel like it's this been it's been a long road so you know you want to see it through you know I don't know what else I want to of course I'm smart I have different abilities but I don't really know what else I want to do with this football thing so I want to be able to look back at it when I'm when I'm y'all's age you know look back at it and be like you know I made the best decisions to make sure that I was gonna be straight you feel me because at the end of the day nobody else is gonna look out for you when you're 35 40. Thirty, like nobody's gonna look out for you. you. Have to put yourself in a position to, you know, make the most money you can in this game while you can play it.
2: Already. Awesome. Well, my we absolutely appreciate it. Obviously uh, we wish you the best in, in your recovery and, uh, and, in your search for, for what you want and, and where you might end up, you know, whether it's at the university of Florida, maybe somewhere else, but we absolutely appreciate the contribution, uh, to the university of Florida, uh, and to the, uh, the Gator athletic program, uh, my uh, for those that, that want to follow you on social media, where, uh, where can they find you?
3: Uh, my, my Instagram is my first name, Mahmood. uh, Period underscore and then my Twitter's m uh, diabate eleven.
2: Awesome, well, we appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, get better, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hold All right, it down, appreciate
3: man. Hey, yeah, right, appreciate my mood. All right, no problem.
2: My mood, Diabate. Great interview. Uh, great guy. Great interview. Uh, really good insight uh into his process into his mindset and his thoughts so I uh, really enjoyed that um well great we got rides. another get-
0: always great vibes from from Diabate.
2: Well, well spoken well thought out i mean just a an incredible young man and and certainly wishing the best i know I know Billy Napier and the floor staff uh want to do whatever they can to try to keep him uh in Gainesville for at least another year so mm-hmm. uh but before we get into uh, much else. Let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit them at homefieldapparel.com. It's probably too late to get a t shirt before uh, the Christmas holiday, but uh, who says you can't buy something, print out what you bought them? And then uh, put it in a bag and say, "Hey, this is coming your way soon." So visit them. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word. Get fifteen percent off your order. They're going to be bu- dropping a bunch of new stuff uh, in January and in February. So again, use promo code Stadium and Gale. Get fifteen percent off and visit Homefield Apparel. And yeah, I guess that's the ad read, huh? Um, <laughs> we're welcomed. Great job, Dave. Uh, by uh, by Connor Clark of sports illustrated um, Connor previously of rivals.com uh, also the um, the co-host of the stadium Miguel facts only podcast that uh, we absolutely need to hit a restart button on I uh, hear soon Connor but uh, but welcome my friend
4: absolutely thank you guys for having me on again always a pleasure to join you guys talk a little bit of recruiting and obviously all that is Florida Gator football
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Connor, uh, we brought you on. You are the resident expert when it comes to, uh, recruiting. Uh, we had our, we had our national signing day, uh, last Wednesday, uh, Gators end up with a, uh, a class full of, uh, some familiar names uh, and then some unfamiliar names. So, so Connor, let's really start to, to break down, uh, what the Florida Gators, uh, you know, what, what happened to them, uh, last week. So, uh, on two, uh, on two, four, seven, the Gators currently ranked, uh, 51st in the country, uh, with 10 commits, uh, I believe of those uh, nine of them signed, uh, Jalen Farmer being the only one that didn't. So, um, let's talk about the, uh, a couple of the big names and the bell cows of this class, uh, Connor, uh, with Kamari Wilson, um, safety at IMG Academy, uh, the number two ranked safety overall in the country uh, announces that he's going to come to Florida on Wednesday. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Kamari Wilson. We haven't talked to him about much of him on the show, uh, and and ultimately, how are the Florida Gators able to land him?
4: Yeah, Kamari Wilson, one of the one of the nation's elite prospects, not just at his position, but across the across the entire country at all positions. Someone that for for the last six months or so had been silently committed to the Georgia Bulldogs, and looked like all, for all intents and purposes, he was going to sign there. Billy Napier got his staff together pretty quickly as far as the people that would be communicating with Kamari and Patrick Tony, who will end up being his position coach at Florida as well as the co- or co-DC, and then Corey Raymond, who previously had a relationship with him at LSU, was recruiting him hard to Baton Rouge, got those guys on campus, wasted very little time getting in contact with Kamari and really all of IMG Academy where he was able to go down there the week before early si- the early signing period, go visit several prospects at IMG and tell Kamari how much of a priority he was to the staff and to Florida's class, was able to, in about nine days, do something the previous staff wasn't able to do after having three years of relationships, and that was to get him to ultimately commit and sign with the University of Florida.
2: I mean that's a that's a huge get. The Gators poll one. Uh, was this a was this a name? And when did you start hearing? You know that that he might, he might come, come to Florida, to Florida uh, over, uh, over you know Georgia or you know some of the other programs that were were involved in his recruitment. So his
4: name uh, came up, like I said, right about after Billy Napier went down to IMG was able to yeah. speak to him, and not just him but his mother. Uh, I think Billy Napier kind of expanded upon that. In his National Signing Day press conference where he said he went and spoke to Kamari at IMG Academy and he Kamari told him, coach, you really need to talk to my mom. Billy Napier ends up going and meeting his mom at a Sam's club to go speak to her to get them to secure an official visit for that that December 10th weekend. They have a fantastic time. Uh, I, it's it's my understanding that on that weekend, Kamari Wilson told the staff that he would be attending the University of Florida. But unlike some stuff, that, some previous things that have happened in the past, he didn't just rest on his laurels after hearing that. He continued to remain in contact with Kamari and his family all the way up until Penn met paper, and they were able to pull it off in the end. That um,
1: do that do, IMG do know? curse yeah, sorry, pulled it off quick. <laughs> <listening. laughs>
4: Right uh, in in nine days, he ended a curse that the last three coaches could not. So eleven years. Well, well, well done to for Coach Billy Napier and his staff to to not just pull a kid from IMG Academy, but to pull one of the best in the country from that program. So
0: I know one of the deciding, not deciding factors, but a relationship a recruiting always goes down to relationships. Um, and Jamar changes is one of the guys that that, that has a relationship with him. Uh, How how much of that was in decision-making? How much was Corey Raymond? How much was uh, uh, the depth chart? What was the overall sales pitch? Do you know?
4: So it's a little bit of everything. Like you said, Jamar Chaney is a huge part of why Kamari Wilson is at Florida. He's not the only part, but they have a fantastic relationship. They're both from the same area in Fort Pierce. Jamar Chaney was the person that gave Kamari Wilson his first offer when he was at the University of Florida as a freshman in high school, I believe. Um, And then once he left for Mississippi State, Florida not necessarily completely fell off, but that relationship did seem to kind of lessen throughout the entire process. Um, Like I said, I know Billy Napier was a huge part of it because he personally recruited Kamari Wilson, Corey Raymond again like I just said, was somebody that recruited him hard to LSU. As soon as he got over to Florida, he wasted very little time making sure he reached out to Kamari. So it was a really a joint effort between all of those guys. But Chaney is, is a big part of that, and not just because of that long-standing relationship, but because they have that familiarity, and he, they're from the same neighborhood
2: essentially. So Gators get a great get uh, in Kamari Wilson. Excited to to see him. Uh, The Gators also secure as actually the last commitment uh, of the day, uh, the Gators' second highest ranked prospect, uh, Shamar James, a guy that committed to the Gators back I think over the summer, um, decommitted uh, after the uh, the coaching change uh, and then reannounced his commitment on early signing day. Uh, after I think uh, a staff of about forty people spoke before uh, before he was able to give his announcement. But but how were the Gators able to uh, to get Shamar back into this class? One of the uh, the top linebackers in the uh, in the country.
4: That one is is a huge testament to to Patrick Tony. Uh, about I think it was about three days before the early signing period started. Shamar James announced that he had narrowed his schools down to Alabama and Georgia. And it, for all intents and purposes, it looked like he was ready to sign with the Georgia Bulldogs. And then enter Patrick Tony into this recruitment was nonstop, relentless recruiter with him. Obviously chase Clark, who he's very close with and is from mm-hmm. the mobile Alabama area was a big part of that recruitment as well. But Tony was relentless. Talked to him constantly every day, all day, pretty much, and was able to sell him on his role in Florida's defense. They're a, their need for immediate linebacker help and Shamar James really felt comfortable with, with Tony and his vision for him in the defense and ultimately ended up signing with the Gators. And as you saw from when he announced, he didn't make his commitment until it was scheduled to be about six o'clock. It didn't end up being until after seven. Uh, But as soon as he announced that decision, they tweeted out that he had joined the family and you're only allowed to do that once their national letter of intent is in. From what from what I'm told, his letter of intent was actually in pretty early in the morning, uh, because Florida was able to kind of seal that deal the night before and very
1: early on early signing day. And that's the thing that schools will do. Like if they get uh, if a guy has a commitment at 6 p.m., they get the you know the NIL at 8 a.m. Hey, we're not going to tweet something out and ruin his you know his moment. Um, And that's something that will happen, you know, all over the place, but definitely um, Florida felt good about Shamar and and knew very early on signing day that, that, that recruitment was over, you know, well, well before he 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 said it to everyone else.
0: Two big positions of needs right there. Um, Safety is a position that's been struggling here recruiting wise and also developmental wise. Uh, Probably our best safety gets since uh, Keanu.
5: Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, like I said, one of the elite safety
4: prospects in the country. He actually reminds me a bit of Keanu Neal with his ability to play physical. Uh, he's he's sometimes he's a walking penalty waiting to happen because he loves to mix it up. He likes he likes to hit, come downhill. But he's he's a fantastic prospect. Same thing with Shamar James, an uber athletic linebacker. Already has good size, not kind of those tweeners that you you've seen. Florida take in the past where they're six foot two, 195, 200 pound linebacker. Shamar James is a legit 215 pounds or so at this time, and somebody that can also add a little bit more good weight when he gets to campus. And just like I said, uber athletic. He plays wide receiver for his high school and makes some impressive plays on the offensive end.
2: So then let's see. uh, Chris McClellan, uh, just moving down the list here and we'll move at a little bit faster pace. Uh, Chris McClellan, uh, a guy that committed to the University of Florida when the Gators did not have a, a head coach, uh, ends up visiting both UF and Oklahoma a guy from Oklahoma, um, announces his decision, you know how is Billy Napier able to keep him in this class because I think a lot of people kind of wrote him off uh, to, to Oklahoma or elsewhere.
4: Yeah. Everything I had heard going into that last official visit weekend was that everybody expected Chris McClellan to take his Friday-Saturday trip to Oklahoma, flip his commitment from Florida to Oklahoma on Saturday, and not show up to Florida on Sunday. So him getting on campus on Sunday was a huge deal for Florida. I know uh, Nick Evers and a couple other people were trying to recruit him over to Oklahoma when they made that flip. Uh, But McClellan, I guess, realized he knew he wanted to be at Florida. He and Billy Napier and the staff did an excellent job of selling him on their vision in the program, and he was able. they were able to keep him as a part of the class as well.
2: Perfect. And then the, uh, the last big name that I want to go over, Devin Moore, uh, was the Gators' first big announcement on early signing day, announced at about 7.30, 7.45. Uh, Devin Moore on 247 is a four-star, uh, ranked as the number 21 overall safety in the country, 251st overall uh, in the country. Talk to us a little bit about how the Gators were able to, uh, to get Devin Moore previously committed to Notre Dame had decommitted, uh, but Notre Dame was still heavily involved. Uh, but, but how was Florida able to get involved you know, so quickly and able to secure a, uh, another four-star for their class?
4: Yeah, another one of those kids uh, where you can't really stress how impressive that Billy Napier and his staff's job was, nine days is how long they had to build this relationship. They didn't know Devin Moore before they got on campus at Florida, didn't recruit him at Louisiana. So as soon as they got on campus, uh, Patrick, Tony went down, visited Devin Moore in home and came away extremely impressed with the young man. Six foot three, 190 pounds or so. Um, He's actually, he's listed as a safety, but they're going to play him at corner first, all of his tape throughout high school is at corner. Big lanky kid flips his hips. Well, great ball skills. And they were able to get him on campus for the official visit weekend, December 10th, again, along with several of these other kids, even when Notre Dame was trying to get him back on campus. So Notre Dame, he decommitted when Brian Kelly left, but the staff did not change other than that. Marcus Freeman was named the head coach. They kept all of the staff the same. So for them to be able to essentially flip Devin Moore when – nothing really changed from Notre Dame's perspective. And then Devin Moore previously under the old staff was the number one DB on their board from what I was told. And they had a coach that went to the same high school as him, weren't able to secure that commitment. And then once again, I can't stress it enough, in nine days, they were able to create that relationship, sell him on their their scheme, their vision for him in the defense, and then ultimately secure a commitment and a signature from one of the top defensive backs and one of the top prospects in the state of Florida.
1: Mm-mm-mm. What um, um D- D- oh Dan go tough ahead. scene.
2: Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Um laugh at yeah, um, me. <laughs> it um
1: it, it's interesting. Like like you said, you really had nine like when we talked to Billy um on early signing day, he was like, "We played in a conference championship ten days ago." Yeah. Um, so re- I think really impressive. You know, I-, I told the guys before I was like, "Yo, the 2022 class is a wash. Like, like just chalk that up to a loss. Hit the transfer portal, make it a that year." Would be a five uh,
2: stars. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nuts. Nick lied again. Yeah. Even even <laughs> he said
4: that in his introductory press conference. He said, "Listen, yeah. we you need to be patient. We're not." we're building for the future. Don't, we're not going to rush this. That's like, he, He's he, a smart he guy. He got set
0: the expectations low. Yeah. He,
4: he wanted to lull everybody to sleep a little bit. And I think knowing that he had a plan for early signing day. Now the goal has always been to get this class kind of filled out in February and not in December. So they're obviously going to make some plays at some kids here coming up in February, for national signing day, but they're going to be portal heavy for sure. But he, he definitely tried to temper everybody's expectations. I think knowing in the back of his mind that he had a little bit up his sleeve for early signing day.
1: That's a, a Nick Delatori life move. You set the bar as low as you possibly can so that when you meet it, and if you mm-hmm. exceed it, Oh, the, the praise you get, yeah. just keep that bar low as yeah. low as you can.
2: Yeah. Just ask Lauren. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> uh, wanted, wanted to ask. I wanted to ask yeah. how much.
1: So obviously, the, the transfer portal, the guys in the portal. We just talked about mood. Um, they'll wait to make decisions, probably based on what happens in early signing period uh, in February. They've got plenty of time. There's no rush for them um, to get onto campus. You know, spring balls, but not till March. Um, what What do you think Florida does now? I think there's like just over six weeks until the until National Signing Day. Do you start to see kids from the transfer portal go, or who are some targets, some guys that you think are still left there, the dust has settled? Where does where Florida, Florida and Billy Napier go now?
4: Yeah, so um, there's already a few kids that have set official visits for that first weekend back after the dead period, January 14th through the 16th, uh, one of them being a wide receiver that was previously committed to USC and current Florida wide receivers coach. Uh, I think it's Kerry Colbert. I think I'm pronouncing his name properly um is Caleb Douglas he was uh, a Baylor commit decommitted from Baylor committed to USC and then decommitted from USC so wherever he decides to sign will be his third commitment but he did commit to play for the Trojans and carry Colbert back i think a few months ago um he will be on campus January or yeah January 14th Um, Trevor Etienne, younger brother of Travis Etienne and running back out of Louisiana, is scheduled to make his announcement on January 8th as of right now at the All-American Bowl. Somebody that has a final three of Florida, LSU, and Clemson. I think Florida's in a good spot for that young man right now. He is also supposed to visit on the 14th. And then you've got two commits that are going to be visiting the 14th as well that have already signed. In um, Tony Livingston, who the staff is actually going to bring in as a tight end, where the previous staff was going to try to bring him in as an offensive lineman, and then you have Jamari Lyons, your defense, one of your defensive tackle commits, who's also going to visit uh, after signing.
2: Uh, Connor, I do want to talk about a, a guy that announced his commitment to Florida, uh, Christian Williams. Wait, wait, wait um, hold on.
1: The oh. last staff wanted Livingston to play offensive line. Yeah, yes. You know La- last afters,
4: they they said they were recruiting him as a jumbo athlete, quote unquote, but they wanted him to play offensive
1: tackle.
0: They like tweeners. Every Bro, he he, he weighed
1: two he weighed two thirty five when he showed up to campus when when Billy saw him.
0: Yes, that? that is correct. Yeah. Uh, there's that rumors. Is, there's, rumors there's
1: rumors that he was
4: you about two hundred. There's rumors that he was about two hundred fifty five or two hundred sixty pounds you at you one point and started playing more basketball. Right. Lost about thirty pounds or so.
1: Connor, oh, I'm lunchable. Well, plan. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, a, no, lunchable, like the lunchable right, plan got me.
0: Yeah, the two thirty-five line, lineman didn't matter because we had a lunchable plan for
2: him.
4: <laughs> well, what was it? The the Jamaican bacon or whatever.
5: Shout so what was the bacon.
2: bacon. Jamaican bacon. Um, so so Connor. Um, so yeah. So obviously Livingston was a guy that plays tight end talked to him about being on the offensive line Mm -hmm. as a guy that is, as far as I know, uh, is a really good basketball player too. So I know a lot of people were talking about how much weight he lost there, but, uh, you know, I see him as a a blocking tight end for sure. But, um, the guy that I do want to talk about a guy named Christian Williams from uh, Missouri city, Texas, um, was committed to, uh, to Billy Napier, uh, over at university of Louisiana, um, and Gators were able to grab him pretty early on uh, for those that aren't familiar with the name or those that, you know, haven't really followed recruiting very much. What can they expect uh, out of him? And, and what are you surprised that he was the only person that, that came over from that class?
4: So I'm not really surprised. Uh, I think Billy is somebody that knows you can't, take everybody over with you he's shown that with his staff hires he's shown that and now he's shown that with his uh prospect evaluations but when you look at uh williams film he's uh he's a road grader he's a big kid about six foot five 320 pounds really moves the line of scrimmage really well um and a lot of people were uh were given billy a little bit of flack for his first commit being somebody that he flipped from louisiana but this this young man has impressive film somebody that will be able to move, like I said, be able to move the line of scrimmage. Uh, and really, I wouldn't question his offensive line takes at this time because his, uh, his offensive line was up for the Joe Moore Award this year. So I wouldn't really question anything that has to do with offensive line at this time.
2: Okay. All right. So Gators grab, I think you mentioned all of the names. Uh, they also get Trey Smack, a kicker uh, from Maryland. Uh, who is ranked, I believe, a six-star on one of those sites. And then uh, Gators still have Jalen Farmer uh, committed, uh, but uh, he has not yet signed. Uh, Connor, obviously I know you mentioned a a number of names. Any other names that Gator fans should be uh, anxiously waiting on pins and needles to hear about?
4: Um, So there's a couple names that I didn't mention yet uh, that are ones to watch for. One of them is going to be, uh, someone that the timeline is actually pretty familiar with, and that's Robbie Roper, the quarterback from Roswell, mm. Georgia. Uh, somebody that uh, the QB analyst—I'm spacing on his first name, but I know his last name is O'Hara. Um, he Ryan, went I mean, to see. Hara. He went to go see Roper. Uh, there's rumors that an offer could be coming soon for for him uh and then also i've heard that four-star defensive lineman caden story out of alabama he's an auburn commit that did not sign with the tigers in the early signing period i've heard that florida has reached out to him gauge his interest and are trying to get him on campus in january as well and then as far as um transfer quick portal before, guys
1: quick quick oh sorry yeah. you're still on quarterbacks i want i thought you were jumping off quarterbacks. yeah but- uh,
4: like I kind of bounce back and forth. I apologize, Nick. I'll structure yeah, yeah, it better yeah. next time. <laughs> You're good. You're good, um, no, and, and then, as far as transfer portal stuff goes, um, you've got Jack Miller, who is a quarterback from Ohio State, entered his name to the transfer portal at the end of November. Somebody that Florida looks like the odds-on favorite to land. Uh, if he does commit to Florida in the coming weeks, I would expect to see him on
0: campus in January. What's y'all take on him? Jack Miller yeah. uh, from the West Coast. Uh, third third at Ohio State. Got recently yeah. got a DUI. Uh, nines mm-hmm. in the portal.
1: Man, so silk's so all about it right here. Silk <laughs> <laughs> no, mean, media. I'm not mad
0: at it if that's a take. I'm not I think he's a take, especially with our quarterback room. I'm not I like it, so I just want to get you guys' opinion on it. Yeah, so
1: I think so he, it's like you, what you, was disrespectful <laughs> to his third grade teacher, read that somewhere.
0: I think all of that matters, man. It's a quarterback <laughs> position. So like every so you, every all of that matters. Character
2: matters, man. <laughs>
0: Sure. As far as
4: sheer numbers go, you definitely have to take a quarterback from the portal this year. You're getting ready to lose Emory after the Gasparilla Bowl. And then your, your quarterback room looks like Anthony Richardson, who's been injury-prone since he's touched the field getting to Gainesville. And then you have two true freshmen. So you have to take a kid from high school, and you also need to take one out of the portal for depth reasons. Uh, Jack Miller, former four-star prospect, was good enough for Ohio state to take him out of high school. He's not super athletic, but he's mobile enough to extend the play. He's got a good arm and somebody that if, if Ohio state was willing to take him, I think he's, he's worth a flyer at Florida for depth reasons.
1: It's uh it's going to be tough. So like uh, Cameron Ward's like the big name uh, right now, you know, probably after yeah. uh, U- yours, yours, however you say that. Uh, yeah. Probably after yeah. him was the biggest quarterback in the transfer portal. But if you've got someone like Anthony Richardson, um, who, you know, uh, who's coming to back up Anthony Richardson? I guess that would be the thought process. Like there's other places you can go and you can play right away and you're not going to have to compete with Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't think think anybody's scared of
0: Anthony Richardson like that. So if, if I'm Jack Miller, I think Jack Miller thing he could pull up and possibly play.
1: He um, it's interesting. I read a really cool story. Um, like about- like, I, he
0: may, I'm not saying he will, but if, if 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 I'm Jack Miller, I haven't seen enough from Anthony Richardson to be like, yo, let me not go there because I well, may. He not spent start. more time
1: in the training room than he did on the field. In right. Twenty twenty one. Um, mm-hmm. read an interesting story on the There's athletic opportunity
0: there.
1: Yeah, Um Miller's dad, who is also Jack Miller. Jack Miller is a the third. Um, his father, mm. Jack Miller the second or junior. I believe it's
2: junior. Yeah. Uh,
1: of course, Dan knows how those, those things go. Um, his dad grew up at Florida fan. Um, and Tim Tebow was part of the reason why he ended up at Ohio state. Um, because of the relationship Missions. with urban Meyer and, uh, and the staff that was up there, uh, at the time when, when he hmm. was, you know, being recruited. Um, so that's just an interesting connection to Florida, uh, yeah. for the Millers. And I Tick do Benton, believe they're originally from Fort Myers area and moved yeah. out to Arizona. Scottsdale, yeah, moved out to Scottsdale, mm-hmm. um, which is where he, to, where he went to school the podcast. Um, in high school. See, these guys, came. they came to A game tonight,
2: did Yeah, that's right. Came all prepared.
1: Oh, Silk's, Silk's got his progress report from fourth grade. No, 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 <laughs> just a DUI for like last year.
2: <laughs> He's just mentioning it, Nick. <laughs> Uh, so, so Connor, um, Nick, you had a take on, um, it was probably a good one on Cameron Ward. He's the QB from the university of incarnate world, which, uh, here's a little fun fact. Uh, Ricky Williams was a coach there, I believe for a little while. Um, I don't think he's still there, but not going to look it up, but, uh, is Florida in contact with him or or does Florida have a, a chance at him?
4: I, I don't think Florida has a legitimate shot. Like Nick kind of mentioned, you're, when you're looking at a transfer portal quarterback, they're looking at the depth chart in some place that they can go. They're pretty much guaranteed they can go and start right away. And with a guy like Anthony Richardson on the roster still and seeing what he did last year, pretty much taking over as a starter at the end of the year, you're, you're not going to get a lot of takers to come, come walk into that situation and, and possibly be the backup.
0: I think he's yeah, from he, Houston too. So uh, the, he's from Houston. I think he, he is Houston, from, he's Houston's from Texas. a player. And also, uh, Old Miss with Lane is a player in that situation.
1: Yeah, he took a visit to. Uh, so Ward is, has an offer from Florida, but uh, hasn't visited. He visited uh, Oxford and Lane right, I think, right before the, the dead period started. That'd be fun. Any, any, court, any good quarterback with Lane is, is fun football.
2: Nick just loves – I need Nick to go cover Ole Miss for a year.
1: Nick likes Lane Giffen, man. That's
0: Nick is obs-
2: a <laughs> – My yeah. guy. Find you a significant other that likes you as much as Nick likes yeah. uh, Lane mean, It's perfect
0: for clicks, bro. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So business, it. He's, he's definitely a writer's dream.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, I, actually,
0: I actually like, like – I'm not like a normal writer. I actually like my team, so right. – <laughs> Um, I was just want to click to be all right, but I actually got to cheer for these people as well.
1: <laughs> as I was looking at like the portal and, and kind of like trying to figure out where Florida needs some guys, I think running backs wait, do you Ontario, have access to the portal? I don't, uh, can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so I think running backs, it, you ain't wired, Dan? Yeah, what are you, what's going on, Dan? CIA Dan over there. Um, I think running back is <laughs> a position. Obviously, Lorenzo yeah, yeah. Lingard and Demarcus Bowman, both of them will be draft. I think Lingard already is, but they'll both be draft eligible after next season. Um, and I don't know how much depth you have there. Um, a guy like Zach Evans, I'm blanking on the guy from Georgia Tech's name, um, Jameer, Gibbs. Then, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer um, Gibbs, and then another uh, someone in the high school, someone from the high school ranks. Um, I think Florida needs to kind of re up there. Um, at that position,
0: man. What about the offensive line? All that sounds yeah. fun and dandy, but well, I think she, the real they're running, right yeah, really the running behind. That's the tough part. Yeah, you, they've yeah. got
4: they've got what two, three offensive line commits right now. Two of them signed. Um, but when you look at the high school ranks right now, um, any offensive line that's that's uh, worth their salt is already signed. And offensive line mm. is really the position in the portal that doesn't fill up. And when they do, they're gone fast. Right. So it's going to be real hard to try and build the trenches on the offensive side of the ball uh, with with the portal. You have to do that. You really have to do that at the high school level. And unfortunately, the previous staff left Billy Napier and his staff in a real
1: bad spot in that situation.
4: Hmm.
1: That's wild. Tony Livingston was going to be a six year senior, just finally pushing
2: 300. That's yeah, crazy. maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. So, so Connor, we've got, uh, we've got a dead period right now. That's going to take us through the holidays. Um, we're going to have on-campus visits. We have what, three or four weekends of on-campus visits before national signing day. Obviously you have a, a whole slew of uh, opportunities in the transfer portal as well. Uh, if you were a betting man, uh, if you were a soothsayer, if you were all of these things, where where do you have Florida in terms of number of high school prospects that they're going to be bringing in? Sitting at ten right now.
4: You're talking about number of players. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I didn't know if you meant like class rank or if you were talking about number of prospects. Oh um, no, no,
2: no, I mean, yeah, I don't. There's a there Okay, too yeah, many yeah, yeah. So. And I don't like what the number that you would have to say is sitting
4: at 10 prospects committed, nine signed. I would say you're probably looking at about 16 to 17 on the top level um, of number of players Mm. signed with Florida. I think Uh, I don't, Billy Napier was very straightforward that they're not going to sign kids just to sign them to fill roster spots. They're going to get guys that they think fit the system, fit their scheme and and fit what they want in their culture around the program, and they're not going to force any kind of signing. So I think they'll be very selective. They'll probably sign six, seven more players, and then they'll look to address other needs uh, in the transfer portal
2: as they can. Awesome. Nick, Silk, any more questions? Other than that, we'll let Connor go. Uh, Were you surprised at all with with the the – with early signing period?
4: Um, when I heard the names kind of pop up a couple of days before the actual early, early signing period and then uh, kind of really the smoke really heat up the night before, which, you know, it always does right before signing day. Mm. Um, kind of caught me by surprise that they were able to really close on some of those higher name prospects. The Devin Moore one didn't really surprise me. We all kind of saw that coming when he spurned Notre Dame. To go on that Florida official visit the last weekend. But the Kamari Wilson and Shamar James ones were definitely surprising when I first heard them. Uh, but that was, I mean, like I said, I can't preach enough the testament to uh, how well they did creating relationships and getting these kids on campus in a nine day time period. As a Florida fan, you've got to be extremely excited about that. They're able to land three blue chip prospects on nine days' relationship. It, Seems like the, the potential for year long relationships, two year long relationships, three year long relationships could lead to some of the best classes Florida's seen in the last 10 years uh, if they continue
2: this track record
4: or trajectory.
2: Oh, I love no. it. Well, Hollywood, remind everybody, oh, remind everybody where they can <laughs> uh, follow you on, uh, on Twitter.
4: All right, CIA, Dan, I will do that. Uh, my <laughs> Yeah, why don't you tell us, Dan? <laughs> Dan probably has my social security number in, in his back pocket. I don't know. i um, progress report. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows the, the one bad word I said to my second grade teacher. That's right. Um, but, yeah, so, no, uh, my Twitter, uh, CJ underscore Clark one. I write now for SI All Gators, working with Zach Gadol. Uh, Brandon Carroll, Demetrius Harvey, all those, gra- all those guys. It's been great working with them for the last few months. Um, and that's about it. I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, it's a fun time to write about the Gators again.
0: No doubt it's, a, it's a fun time to talk Hollywood. about them too, man. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely, guys.
2: We'll talk to you soon, dude. Yes, Thanks, sir.
4: Connor.
2: Hollywood.
1: CIA Dan already changed it. He's in the Dan, case. We got Dan frozen. He's he might be back in Tampa. It doesn't look like he's back in Tampa if you're watching on YouTube. But
0: I thought he's gazing. I thought he's frozen.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's just
2: staring at Connor.
1: <laughs> oh man! So what you got? Uh, what you got going on for the holidays? Where the holiday plans?
0: I'm going up to Atlanta, man. Shout out to right. Great folks in the, the ATL, my brother's up there, he's stationed, um, he's, he's been on the other side of the world, on the West Coast, probably the last like eight years, uh, so this is his first time back on the East Coast, uh, he's in Atlanta now, so the fam, my sister's gonna meet up there, her and, her and her family, and then I'm gonna drive up with my family, and we're gonna meet up at my brother's crib and, and hang out up until New Year's.
1: How many uh, How many people you got there then?
0: Uh, my friend, I have two kids. So uh it's four here. My sister has one child, so it's just three there. Uh, welcome back, Daniel.
2: <laughs> Sorry C-I- The whole, the whole internet the whole internet just shut off. There we go. <laughs> we're back. We're yeah, back cooking with gasoline. We're C-I- talking
0: holiday plans, better.
1: Dan. Holiday
2: C-I- plans. Yeah, you gotta
0: get better uh hot spots. That's right. Uh so uh and then my brother has two kids, so that's four there as well.
1: It's not it's not a huge, not, not huge uh, situation. Dan, you're going to be back home, South Florida. No,
2: no, 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 no. I'll be in uh, in Pennsylvania uh, until Sunday. Um doing spend...
1: girls tour or
0: world
2: tour? Yeah, world tour. Um, no, okay. no, tour, tour, tour day. Uh, Northeast Pennsylvania. Um... Shout out to Drizzy.
1: There, Dan's gone oh, again.
2: He froze so, again. Dan's gone
1: again. But shout out to Drizzy. Is that a world tour or your girls tour? Yeah,
0: your world tour, your girl tour, man.
1: Yeah, we gotta I'm get doing, we
0: gotta get Dan. Uh, be using like public Dan's ha- library Wi Fi.
1: Dan has Dan, library card. <laughs> like this um, is it,
0: this is egregious Wi Fi internet. So we, we run a professional outfit here, Dan. Um, no,
1: he's that's that's Pennsylvania. It's one of the flyover states, and uh, they're just figuring out how to how to do Wi Fi. He
0: had the Motel Five.
1: <laughs> The sixth is the Wi-Fi and that's why he doesn't
2: have it. That's nuts. Oh, oh man. This whole thing's nuts. All right. So I'm back. How to um, how to change I'm, some things up here? Okay. I
1: am uh I'm like I'm like Dan. My so my parents are in um in Colorado. They're skiing right now. Dad's a crazy person. That's what he they said they're
0: doing in Colorado, huh?
1: He's got dad's got For a new hip. College? Yeah, dad's got a new hip, <laughs> so he wanted to try it out skiing.
2: Um
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, got, he got a got a injury, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. he's in Colorado he's got, with an injury. Yeah,
2: it's amazing how scared. that works. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um,
1: so they're not going to be, but they're not even going to be back till Christmas Eve. So I'm doing uh, first time Christmas not with the family, doing it with uh, with Lauren, my girlfriend. We're doing it with her family in Daytona. Nice. So I'll be in Tampa the 23rd. Very good. Uh, she works Christmas Eve, so then I'll be back in Gainesville and then driving to Daytona. Very good very good well,
2: yeah well I'll be uh, sorry I, I don't know what would happen with the internet here so uh, fixed it but um, no yeah so be here in North End Pennsylvania and then my parents are gonna be uh, coming to Tampa when I get back uh, for a couple days and we'll bring in the new year uh, but this is my first time being away from the uh, the family for uh, for for Christmas in a while so it'll be good to be uh, good to be back uh, with them um, but yeah it should be a relatively um, Interesting so what is time. your day like?
0: Christmas day, like what are you doing? Christmas day, you know. Here, family?
2: so we've got um, we we have got a bunch. So, so Brooks family is is large and they are very very close. So they've got all sorts of shenanigans for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day planned. Mind you, I've already met all of them. Is this like a
0: like, meet the fuckers situation. Well, no, no, because
2: no, like no, I've already impressive? met them. So it's just oh, like there's okay. they they're just they all hang out together. So it'll be a ton of fun. Uh, but bars. they're they're crazy they're loud they're they're uh, they they talk over each other it'll be it'll be nuts you know but you know but i got to deal with this behavior
1: how how um, big how large is that is the, is the family how big are we talking about like christmas day being
2: uh, probably like 20 25 people in one household that's
0: Whoa! A, yeah, that's an event. The, that's, that's an a event. That's a, that we've passed, a shindig. We passed Shindig to event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This y- is a, this is a gala. at the door. A gala.
2: Yeah. What? uh yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. So that's interesting because here in Pennsylvania is very very different than like Florida. Um. They don't care a ton about like doing the VAX card thing. Which, mind you, if you go to New York City, like if you walk into any place, it's VAX card and ID. Like, right, the second you walk in. Uh, but here they care about it a little bit more. But they've got she's got a lot of family that's in healthcare, a couple doctors, a bunch of nurses. So they're taking it a lot more seriously than uh, you know than than Florida did. So it'll be interesting. But but no, we're gonna we'll keep our distance and, and do what we have to do. But no, it'll be good. You
0: mean any ATLians or anybody that got some ATL vibes they want to kick my way and let me know to go check out. Hit me up on on the Twitter on the Bird app. Let me know what's up
2: all right so we've got some was, uh some speakers. Good, yeah thank you uh listen to a lot of bird man in my day um so uh before we before we talk about staff additions things of that nature uh, Game time sidekicks, go visit them, gametimesidekicks.com. Use promo code stadium, get 10% off the best vacuum sealed steel uh, glass or uh, uh, drinkware that you're going to find. Uh, over 350 different schools. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot more with NIL. They're going to be doing a lot with the Florida Gators, a ton of Florida Gator products, a ton of other colleges and, and pro sports teams. So check them out, gametimesidekicks.com promo code stadium i know silk uses them i use them nick uses them i know a lot of you guys have enjoyed it as well again promo code stadium game time sidekicks.com well it's the house see, without it say what
0: i don't leave the house without it man
2: very good very good so the gators ready, you
0: ain't gotta get ready Dan.
2: what's your favorite one you i know you missed one didn't you yeah, my did favorite you one,
0: one? The one I don't have, the white one, um, the, white the black writing. That's my favorite one, and so like hooked me up with that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's gas. I like yeah, yeah. that one. Um, you know what? But I do like the one I have like that that's, that's regular orange and blue. So that's my favorite one as of now until I get that white one right
2: there. we'll, we'll I'll, I'll email them and see what we can do to, to try to take care of you. I appreciate Bye. you, man. All right, so the Gators are seemingly announcing a – uh, higher a day, so I'm going to try to do this in some sort of order, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. So, um, did we talk about Darnell Stapleton? I think we did. He was announced last Monday. So since then, the Gators announced that Kerry Colbert uh, is going to be uh, an assistant coach over wide receivers. Kerry Colbert, uh, previously of University of Southern California as well as a guy that uh, played a a bit in the NFL uh, announced um, as the, uh, the Gators new wide receiver coach, his connection back to, um, to, to Billy Napier, as they shared some time at Alabama during the 2014, 2015 seasons uh, when he was an analyst. Um, So he, Uh, Played in the NFL for the Panthers, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Lions, uh, then something called the Sacramento Mountain Lions of the UFL, uh, and then with the Kansas City Chiefs for a little bit. Um, He was an assistant tight end coach at USC, uh, then Georgia State, then an analyst at Alabama. Went back to USC for five years, I guess, maybe four total years, um, coaching both as an analyst, a tight ends coach, and as a receivers coach. So, Silk, Nick. Thoughts on Kerry Colbert, a name that we brought up. Um, I didn't know too
1: much about him, but a good friend of mine, Ryan Young, who used to cover Florida. Um, he's been covering USC. Uh, spoke very highly of him. Um, seems like a guy that yeah, good at creating relationships. Um, should be a decent recruiter for Florida. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think a good hire. Um, there's got to be a mix. I know everyone. You know, especially, you know, after the way recruiting had been going, I think everyone was kind of like, get recruiters on the staff. And it was like, all right, well, like Ron Zook and his staff were really good at recruiting, and they didn't win a ton of ball games, um, So you've got to have a mix of both. Um, and you still got – how many do we have now, Dan? We, there's room for five more?
2: Yeah, coaches? five more to- coaches, yeah. Uh,
1: and I think four, because I'm pretty sure I know one um, – uh, the other offensive line coach uh, that's over on the Gators online message boards. Go ahead and get yourself uh, access to that for $10 for a year. Um, so I think four more, and then it'll be interesting how you, how you figure those out. Cause you need a, a special Billy Napier said he wanted a special teams coach, right? you uh, go. Linebacker defensive line, maybe two linebacker coaches. And, and I'm still told that, Some of these roles could still be fluid. Like Tony was named safety's coach, but if you don't get who you want at linebacker, you can move him back to linebackers. And So I think some of these uh, roles are still fluid. Um, But I like Kerry Colbert, and, um, and I think he's a young, energetic coach, and he's got a history of putting guys in the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the history of putting guys in the league is there. Uh, this did some digging around, old Twitter searches and message board stuff to see what other fan, what, what his fan base, uh, gripe was about him. Uh, and they did they gripe a little bit about his recruiting, but uh, development getting guys in the league is there. Um, uh, and we'll see because he had to recruit under Clay Helton, which couldn't have been mm. the, the greatest of things out there. Um, uh, but I thought I think it's a good hire. Our Previous relationship with with uh, Napier is there. Um, so he got guys around him to understand his process and what he's trying to do. So uh, i not mad at that higher at all at, on paper. I do want to see some Florida guys on this stat. What, what else do we got?
2: Yeah, no, that's it. You're, you're right. So just to, to mention uh, a couple of the guys, Drake London, uh, a guy that was um, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, uh, first-team All-American for pro football focus, I guess, third-team on ap mm-hmm. um, if you want to consider that. Uh, Amon St. Ra, who, who plays on the uh, the Lions right now, he recruited him uh, over to, uh, to USC, or was an elite, uh, pardon me, Amon Ra St. Brown, sorry, uh, was involved in, in his recruitment uh, with the Lions, had a great game yesterday. So um, he's had a lot of guys, put a lot of guys in the NFL, um, you know, again, Silk, I think you make a great point, though, about, you know, recruiting under a guy, uh, like Clay Helton, you know, and what that could mean. He was a guy that, you know, for the last couple of years, people I think have wanted fired. Uh, and I think it was always surprising every time and every day that went by that he wasn't. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see him. Uh, like you said, Nick, uh, the five spots open. Uh, we probably are, are waiting on four. Um, you know, we talked about it on this show two weeks ago. And then last week about Tosh LaPoye. Didn't see that happening. Looks like he might go to Oregon, but I was told for, for a number of reasons uh, that he wasn't going to be coming to Florida. Um, I do think that he needs to tap into the, to the Florida pipelines, at least a little bit, at least guys that have recruited well in the state of Florida uh, to develop those relationships. Cause you can have a great team of recruiters, but if they spend, you know, a year or two really learning the landscape, you've put yourself at at least a handicap, no matter how good you are. For sure.
1: Um, and that'll be interesting because i uh, not expecting Tosh um, at Florida. I think we're not expecting Juwan Sider anymore. Um, those are two guys who had um, ties in the state, Tosh. I mean, obviously Juwan being from the state and then Tosh um, recruiting the state really well uh, when, when he was at Alabama. So you've got some – I think you need some people there. And listen, like Billy obviously went down in – maybe the IMG isn't a great example because – no one's from Bradenton that, that goes to IMG. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're gonna build those inroads, we, but what, you know, what, like like
0: what do like, we are we are we still into like an old way of thinking though? Like I think I know from a relationship, you want the relationships so you got Jamar Cheney on an off the mm-hmm. field position that can get you sure. into the locker rooms, know the locals. Like, you want those guys off the field. But from like like that's not what Bama's doing. Right, you know, that's not what George is doing. They run it from like a like it seems like a more of a corporate situation of just hiring really good people that just can recruit. Um, and I think it's just more of a global thing than than it being such a regional thing now,
1: yeah. I don't, uh, and maybe NIL changes it, and maybe the whole landscape of college has changed so much that maybe you know that needing guys that have you know those old ties down you know in Miami or down in. Uh, you you, you yeah. do
0: need – I understand that. I understand, like, if you got mm-hmm. it on the staff, you got to have it somewhere on your staff. You got to have the relationships Uh, just, like, uh, not a stranger walking into those hallways in South Florida. So um, you, you get a little tricky with field. He got a million off-field staffers. So I want to see, like, maybe some of those off-to-field staffers start turning into more Florida relationships.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: No, I don't disagree. I think that using Alabama is a tough – tough one to use just because of how successful they've been for so long and they can truly recruit nationally uh, a little right. bit differently than I think Florida can right now. But I mean, you know, Georgia, you know, peppered their Texas staff. With a lot of, well, I mean, Texas A&M has a lot of Texas ties, right? I mean, they're, they're doing well recruiting across the country, but you know, again, Jimbo won, you know, national championship, Texas A&M has had a ton of money, you know, and, I mean, but the class I put together is sick, but I mean, I do think that you need to have a couple of relationships, but I do get your point that, you know, in this day and age, you can have so many other different points of contact beyond just, you know, those nine or 10 guys that are on staff recruiting. I do. I do totally understand that. And, you know, and we're going to go over it here in a second. I mean, this is going to be a massive staff. Absolutely massive staff.
1: <laughs> we're we're getting fast and loose with some of these uh, uh, job titles. Yeah, Maybe. if
2: you want to hear a differing opinion on that, check out J- Jaques Green and Redell Anthony. Uh, they've gone back and forth on uh, the need for all of these positions and uh, announcing all of them. So it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny for a different take. But well, I've got I've got
1: so we're going to keep getting the news breaking like this. Um, I've got a couple people that have told me that. Billy wants to stay relevant and stay in the news because you, they're yeah. they are, You're fighting an uphill battle with the relationships that these other coaches have had with kids for two, three years. You're new on the scene, uh, and it's almost like the NFL has like a big event every single month of the offseason, and it keeps the NFL, it keeps you talking about the NFL even during the offseason. Um, they're going to have like 29 new positions, and, and if I'm looking at the list right now. There are, in terms of off-field guys, there's Danos, uh, hockey, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So like, there's like twenty more people, you know, to be hired, announced, um, if not more.
2: At a bare minimum, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that'll carry us, uh, you know, one every other day, It'll almost carry you straight to February.
2: Cannot wait. On content, <laughs> content for eons.
0: Real quick, uh, is there anybody out there like, 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 main staff wise? Is there any Florida connections out there that could be a possible hire? Um, no, there are some fans, uh, kind of uh, hovering over the name Charlie Partridge is, as long as well as Miami fans. Now uh, he kind of shot down some things today. Are there any other names out there with some Florida ties?
2: I I haven't heard any. Um, Nick, I don't know if you have. Uh, I'll be honest with you, the the knowledge of where this staff is going beyond, uh, you know, what Nick put on on three, Um, or if you want to listen to our last podcast, we mentioned it as well, for the other offensive line coach. Um, I don't know who those other four are. You know, there was a lot of conversation about Tosh Lapoy. And Juwan Sider, obviously, neither of those are, are likely to happen. Uh, so I don't know the connection to to any of these other four names. Now, looking at some of the trees, I think that you can guess, um, you know. But to be honest with you, I Mike thought,
0: Peterson's a name I like.
2: Yeah, Mike Peterson's just, a name. Just to throw um, that out there. Um, yeah.
0: It's been the it's been lobbed out there, but that's a guy that has Florida ties that that would make a lot of sense on our staff. Yeah, you know,
2: reasons. I don't think Mike Peterson's coached at the at the college level, um, as a, at least a position coach in the college level. So, you know, do you leave a you know a spot at the Bears? You know, I know he's a what is he an analyst or, um, but do you leave a spot you know with the Bears to come you know coach you know college or do you continue to try the NFL you know tracks? Um, You know, I know that that's a lot of people have said that about Marquand Manuel and Ike Hilliard and. Yeah, you know, a lot of these other names that are in the NFL, do they stay there or do they do they come back at some point? So I I don't know. I heard Mike Peterson Isn't that Mike Peterson at USC. Junior USC. Um, maybe. I, I think I think that he was in the strength and conditioning staff, if I remember correctly. Nick, you might okay. be able to fact check me there. I think he was back when uh, Jeff Dillman uh, was was around.
1: Yeah, that Mike P was here wrong. for he might have been while he was like finishing a degree or something as well. But Mike yeah, so P was here for for a little bit. I think it was with the strength and conditioning when when Dillman was here. I think you're right on oh, that. Oh
2: yeah, my my apologies. He was the OLB coach uh for the uh um for you. But but yeah, I think that he started uh in the uh in the strength and conditioning program uh with Will Moschamp there and uh and Jeff Dillman. So, um, but yeah, no, again, I don't know any other names. Nick, I'm not sure if you're hearing any other names um, or if you want to put any out there, but but I'm not uh, currently. Nick Nick is shaking his head. I know that uh-huh. this is an audio uh, medium, <laughs> and Nick is shaking his head. Um, so those that are watching, <laughs> Nick came
0: to the podcast tonight, man. Hey, everybody.
2: All right, so let's uh, announce some of these other names. We're gonna go through these a little quick. Uh Joe Danos, I believe is how you pronounce it. Oh, we do want to make a, a clarification. We called him Mark Hawk. Uh it is actually Mark Hockey, which immediately makes him uh my favorite uh player Uh, On our favorite coach on the coaching staff. Uh, But the Caters did announce uh, another addition, uh, Joe Danos, uh, who's going to serve as the director of player athletic development. Um, He's previously with the giants. He was there from 2013 to 2019. Uh, He coached with LSU. Uh, He coached for USA weightlifting. He coached for FSU. He coached at SMU. Uh, He's coached at a number of different places. So, um, Nick, any thoughts on Joe Danos before we move on? Um, so. From from
1: Louisiana, he was a, a weightlifting champion of his own. He's been all over the place um, at LSU, um, with USA weightlifting, uh, with the Giants, with FSU. Um, a you lot. Think you got to life...
0: lift him right now, Nick. No, you can't no. lift him right now. No,
1: probably not. No, <laughs> that's his job. His job is to lift. Uh, or to help people lift. Um, a lot of I people I talk to. I thought,
0: you, I thought you lift like that. My bad. Uh, he used to I lift you. Yeah, he did. Uh, used to.
1: Here we go. Just trying to just trying to bring knowledge to the podcast. <laughs> my bad. Getting kicked. Yeah. getting kicked. Just um, getting kicked. He. A lot of people credited him like with because he was an FSU. <laughs> he was a. <laughs> Bro, we need to get Urban back on the pod. He's got that. some questions.
2: Irvin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you I don't got know if
1: be doing any media anytime soon. Um, he, uh, he was at FSU, and a lot of people credited him with the uh, the strength and conditioning program that led to FSU's uh, national championship. I like it.
2: Very good. That's it. Very good. Um. Let's I don't see. have any
0: deep, uh, deep hockey takes, man. Nick Nick got all the takes on
2: that one. He got he's got hockey takes and Dano's takes. All right, let's see here. Um we already mentioned Ryan O'Hara, Jamar, Cheney, Joe Hamilton, and Nick McDonald, and Andrew Burkett. Uh Katie Turner, uh big announcement on Friday, uh, is going to be Uh, Something called the Assistant Athletic Director of Recruiting Strategy uh, for the Gators. Previously worked with uh, Billy Napier at the University of Louisiana. Uh, Has spent the last two years at the University of Georgia overseeing a lot of their recruiting operations. Uh, Comes to the University of Florida. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Huge coup, huge name, um, big name, you know, in that world and in those circles as somebody that is incredibly organized and doing things really well. Uh, so big coup for Billy Napier and his staff there, regardless of the relationship that they had before, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: It, um, I talked to somebody Their their son is being recruited. Um, and and they've done unofficial visits both to Georgia, um, under when Katie was there under that, their current staff and at Florida under the previous staff. Um, in, and they are Gator fans would love to come to Florida, but he, he was telling me about his son's night and day experience from the unofficial visit to Georgia and how everything was run, how everything was organized and how they took care of you from start to finish of the visit for an unofficial visit, not even an official visit and just how kind of disjointed things were. It just The Florida visit did not live up into in any way, shape or form to the Georgia visit. Um, not only is are you getting someone who was part of one of the architects of that great experience that this that the person I talked to son had at Georgia, you're taking that away from Georgia, at least a right. part of it, and adding it to your adding it to your staff and to your operation. So I think that is you know almost a condition by subtraction. You're you're hurting Georgia while making your right. operation your infrastructure better.
0: No doubt, uh, just a good get. Um, very impressive. I like seen a lot of like a uh, love go out to her, uh, whether it was from recruits, players, mm-hmm. parents of players. Uh, I thought was really dope. Uh, and then that, that speaks to uh, his relationships. I mean, shout out to Billy. Um, all these coaches are gonna be good, as good as their relationships. We got to see Dan's relationships last <laughs> last time in the hires in the friends he brought. So yeah. Um, these guys are going to bring their
2: friends, man. We just better hope they have good friends. No, I agree. Um, no, great, uh, great get for, for the Gators. I think that she's, she's a, obviously that's a, a very elevated title from what Florida's had before. Um, and we're going to mention another person's name here shortly uh, who will likely be in a, in a somewhat similar role as well. I can see a couple of people uh, building out this department and what was probably Lee Begley's role, Lee Davis's role, pardon me, um, and building out a a bigger team more than just uh, maybe the one or or two people. Uh, So Jacob LaFrance, a guy that we had mentioned before as well, uh, had been there for a while, but his uh, position was announced as director of player personnel. Uh, Doug Deming. Uh, was announced as well. Director of Recruiting Innovation, uh, which I understand is a guy that is going to oversee a lot of video and creating videos. Uh, really impressive stuff. If you haven't, you know, watched you know the U uh, University of Louisiana videos uh, that they put out, uh, just incredible work. Uh, both from a, a hype perspective, but from also, like just good content and good thoughtful creation of that content, and I know a number of people have asked about you know him, and, and I don't know if we have an exact answer other than you know people have asked about Kevin Camps. You know, he was specifically mentioned by Billy Napier for the hard work that he did. Uh, so you know, it's our hope and. Uh, and thoughts that uh, that Kevin Camps, you know, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, and a, and a friend of all three of ours, uh, will will stick around, you know, oh, hopefully God. into this staff. Um, finally, the the last name that was announced is Ashor Pira, who is the assistant director of football operations, logistics, and analytics. Um, you might like recognize, yeah, <laughs> you might you might recognize Ashor Pira. We talked about him on the last show uh, a little bit. Uh, actively recruited for Billy Napier and for the Gators, uh, you know, during the the 10 or 12 days that they had before national signing day was all over the, uh, all over the country. Um, Former high school football coach uh, was an analyst uh, with, uh, with Billy over at Louisiana. And then, uh, you know, has moved around in that uh, football operations department uh, and uh, onto this staff here at the university of Florida. Uh, And then finally the last name that we're going to mention is a name to To look out for, Um, she was previously uh, in a similar role uh, with the University of Florida. And and I may be saying this wrong, Uh, is uh, Briaja Wade, uh, Director of On-Campus Recruiting uh, for the University of Louisiana. It has been our thoughts and knowledge since Billy Napier was hired that she would come over after the bowl game and after National Signing Day. She put out an announcement, uh, this evening, a few hours ago, thanking, uh, University of Louisiana for her time, all of her friends, uh, coaches, fans, staff, administration, etc. Uh, so what her title will be, who the hell knows, because these guys are getting titles, uh, that will rival any big bank in America, but, uh, uh, another, what is seemingly a great addition uh, to the staff. And we just tweeted out a, a pretty good article about her from, uh, from the draft network, so so check that out.
1: Billy got that five million for off-field staff silk and he's spending it. He's spending it like you on buy or sell.
0: Billy's hiring attractive people. I like Billy's style.
2: Mm. Like Nick's Billy's nodding style. his head like he has an opportunity to get on the staff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, director of punting propaganda.
2: I can see I it. Mean, nobody wants to be it.
0: around ugly people, Dan.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: That's a fact, right?
2: That's a fact.
1: Was it Will um, Muschamp that said, like, have you seen his wife? I know he can recruit. Was that Will?
0: Shout out to Will. Will got a shout out to Will's wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Carol. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. shout out to Carol. Will a, to Carol. was a recruiter.
2: Um, no, I don't, I don't think that that was Will Muschamp. I think that, but it might have been. Who Who, who knows? I think that's been said multiple times. Who's to say? Who who's who's to say? Who's to know? Um, all other the college other... football
0: fanatics always get weird when new hires go have. Everybody go looking at like all the coaches' wives. Oh, this guy can't recruit. Look at his wife. <laughs> fans, fans are dude. crazy, man. Like you see what fans do? Disrespectful. Bro, his wife's hot. He can recruit. <laughs>
2: Moving on, Dan. <laughs> moving, moving on, yeah, moving
0: like, on. Like, like what a what a uh, ideology. I like it. Go ahead. Yeah, remember,
2: but you have to remember that the hot crazy scale too. Um, anyway, we can talk about that later. So, the, the, Vicky, the
1: Vicky Mendoza line.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah um so in other news gators baseball and one of the what Nick you said six polls that are going to likely come out uh the Gators end up number six uh preseason for baseball Nick is going to be actively working on getting Kevin O'Sullivan under this program uh before the uh, the season starts uh but if not it seems like the Gators uh will have a a good good shot at another run and we will certainly break down uh baseball a bit more here uh in the future outside of that um there's a bowl oh, there's, game. There's a, a bowl. Days. Jeez, jeez, Louise, huh? In three days, in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Do we, do we have uh, to do it?
1: Yeah, uh, we can. We can quickly gloss over that. But the, uh, game in the, football the game, match. the game. Uh, it, It's gonna be. It's gonna be rough. I saw. Uh, so Florida practiced on Saturday. Saw that Tim Brewster, the tight, the current tight ends coach, uh, was in New Jersey. Don't know if he's there. Uh, some news though, like Jacob Copeland practicing and will play. Uh, Lloyd Summerall practicing. Does he play? Who knows? Uh, He hasn't played much uh, in his career yet, but practicing. Those are two guys that are in the portal that will play. Um, Anthony Richardson had surgery for a meniscus tear out for the game. So Florida riding with Emory Jones. Um, I'm concerned about Florida's level of commitment to the game. And how prepared they will be Thursday, uh, and and those concerns lead me to a concern on the final
2: score. Hmm. Nick, what? Um. Here, let's let's get our. We, we broke down the game last week. There's been nothing new that has been either announced or uh, would uh, really change the, What I think is the, the outcome of the game. Um, well, I didn't know if
0: Emory was going to play, so that, that 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 was good news. Uh Diabate, I didn't know was so, um, getting his
2: uh Carlos Del Rio and Jalen Kitna lies ready.
0: No, 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 man. I'm gonna be in Atlanta and I'm gonna be uh choosing to be happy that day. Like Florida we'll better come it. to play good football. If not, it's a, it's a it's a it's pretty much a bye week for me.
2: Atlanta is a magic city.
0: Magic ah. city is exactly, ah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, I see yeah the vibes.
2: Um, uh, so uh, let's, let's get some, let's get some score predictions. Uh, if you want to hear our breakdown of the game, listen to last week, I think we talked about it for about four minutes.
0: Um, do we know if the, any of the coaches are out at practice watching these guys, uh, prep for bowl? Yes.
1: Recruiting?
2: Yes. There, there has been coaches out there in analysis. Nick, you break it down a little bit more than me.
1: Yeah. Coaches are out there. Um, that's what they can do. So they can't, um, you've got so many coaches now with the new staff and the old staff. Um, the new staff cannot be out recruiting. You can only have those 10 guys, you know, on the road at one time. Um, the old staff can coach the new staff can't. So they, I, I was even told that the the new staff has asked, obviously like, listen, these guys aren't being retained. They don't need, they don't hold any, uh, you know, they don't need to do anything. Billy Napier asked them to do, but um the new staff has asked to like, Hey, can you play some of the younger guys? We're trying to see what we have available. You know, that might not bode well for Damian Pierce and Malik Davis getting, you know, 40 carries against UCF. Um, but Damn the new it. staff would like to see, um, what they have, what, what, what they're inheriting. And you know, mm. you're not inheriting seniors.
2: Hmm. So with that being said, with that knowledge, Silk, give us a score prediction.
0: Uh, give me give me us, man. I'm going to go uh, 24-17, something weird. Who knows, mm. man? But uh, give give me us. Nick. Damian Pierce goes bananas. He's, he's going <laughs> to keep handing in the
1: ball.
2: I'm going to
0: go. Right off into the sunset. I
1: think Silk had me muted. Um, I'm going to go UCF wins 38-30. <sighs> Boy.
2: Nick just knows how to turn people off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... no, At least I waited until
1: almost second hour. Like, What do you
0: think UCF gives us problems with?
1: I, I think it's uh, <laughs> one team wanting to play the game and one team not. I mean, you watched a disaster last year.
2: I don't, I don't know if this team doesn't want to win. You know, I think that there's a connection to the coaching staff. I think that there's, um, I, 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 think that there's a pride to play. I think that there's other things, you know, FSU, things of that nature, um, you know, vibes that they that, that they're giving me. Um, I think the Florida's got a pretty good, good chance to win this one. So I, I'm going to go with Florida and I actually think that they're going to score a number of points. Um, That's, that's quite a bit high. I think that they're going to probably score like 38. Um, I don't think that UCS are a good defense. Uh, so I like the Gators to, to score 38 and to, to maybe give up 24, 27. Um, but I do think the Gators win this one, Um, you know, pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah, Silk's score was wild. Like, when is this, when was the last time this defense gave up 17 points in a game? Vanderbilt? When they shut Vandy Van, mm. out. Mm. Now you're taking away We're Zach Carter. It, right? You're taking away Mahmoud Diabate. Like, you're, you're missing are really missing.
0: Florida State out if we really wanted to. Like, if Emory wasn't just, like, keeping them in the game, they might oh, not true. have been scored. If, like, we really came to play a uh, good quarterback that week. Shout out to the C. Rob, the C. Rob and the Robets, man. Uh, C. Rob, don't look get like robbed. <laughs> but they, they, the C. Rob and the Robets look different than Graham and and, and the Grahamites. Them boys was terrible. Them boys was mid. So that's it, nuts. It, it was different.
2: Go go see Rock cats on one Wednesday, and then go see the Robets the following. That's right. bad.
1: that's, that's bad. money.
2: I like that. They they could have been they could have been golden about four years ago. So.
0: I'm interested to see who our other who co- the other co-DC going to be. Um, that's what I'm, I'm, the rest of these hires. So, it feels like at this point um, – because I was waiting on Thursday and Friday after signing day to get kind of busy with, like, college coaches kind of making their moves. And we didn't see a lot of movement on our behalf on Thursday and Friday. So, my thinking is, man, are, are somebody – we did see one guy that was a college guy, right? So, I think the rest of this movement may be pro guys.
1: Hey, Coach. Yeah. Uh, there's some we're waiting on, yeah.
2: I think that there's going to be at least two probably pro guys. One that everybody's thinking, then I think there'll probably be a surprise. I don't know what it is, but hit. surprise for all of us.
1: If you've listened this long, hit up Dan's DMs. He's, he's got the coaching. Get you. all the sauce, yeah. All the sauces. Dan, give yeah. me a
2: cash
0: out. Let them know where they can tip
2: you at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. dan hyphen thompson too on uh, – On Venmo. All right, boys, let's. uh, Why don't we round out the uh, the show with a little Manscaped ad read? And I think I got to take us home with a song tonight. So,
0: jingle bells, jingle bells. (laughs) Your bells are not jingling properly. If you have waited to this point in time to try to get you some Manscaped 2.0, Lawnmower 4.0, if you're trying to get any of that at this point for Christmas, you're late. But you can still make it happen before New Year's. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 is is a, a snag-proof, skin-safe technology. You can use it in the water. Um, it also is is is, is uh, has a light on it. So if, if you're in the dark and you like to get set the mood and set a, set the, a vibe while you're shaving and manscaping, um, you got the light to to navigate you through the forest a little oh, bit good. there. Yeah, make sure you don't get lost in the forest there, Dan um coupon code sg at checkout it's gonna get you 20 percent off and free shipping be sure to support your favorite podcast and protect those balls and do not use the ball deodorant on your
2: beard that's nuts i cannot believe nick said that it's nuts all right boys um Woo! I don't know what song. Um, so before we do that, again a quick shout out to uh to Manscape, Game Time Sidekicks, uh home Game, field Game. apparel and uh and Brunt Insurance uh for Happy you know, Holidays, man. Let's do, some, let's yeah. do some
0: quick quick holidays. Uh favorite favorite holiday movie.
2: Oh, um I'm gonna home go Home Alone or a
1: Christmas story.
2: See, I don't yeah, I'm gonna go Home Alone two. Uh, or The Santa Claus, the one with Tim Allen, um, or Elf. I can watch all three. Oh, Elf.
1: That's elite. Is Home Ooh. Alone 2 one of the only ones, like, only movies where, like, the, the second one was, like, holds up as well? It's probably, a, 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 like, The Godfather, but there's probably a few, like, the, the sequels ever as good as the first.
0: How y'all feel about um the Die Hard joints? Those are Christmas flicks, y'all? Um
2: You know <laughs> – I feel like people do this just to be, like, that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't actually think it's a Christmas movie, but because it's, like, a movie that, like, takes place at Christmas, they're like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. It's like, all right, fine. If that's your opinion, like, I'm not going to convince you, but, like, in no way, shape, or form would you consider it a Christmas movie? It's just, like, a movie at Christmas. You know what What I mean? What about
0: Friday Out the Next? You think it's a Christmas movie? Hell yeah. Okay,
2: cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah!
0: trying to see where you at with it. Um, what
2: about you, so Yeah, what about you, soap?
0: Uh Friday after the next. Uh, well, but Home Alone, I like the original, man. Um, yeah. the, the second one's good, but I'm an original Home Alone guy, bro. Uh, one, one is the goat for me. Um, and then more, uh, Office
1: to... Party. Ooh. I think
0: Office Party that that was fairly new um, in, in my in my Christmas repertoire, but that that was hilarious.
1: Home Alone too. He gets mad at Kevin for running up like um, the the bill. The, I'm yeah. like I'm like, hey, Dad, 167
2: dollars on room service. Yeah,
1: hey, Dad, you've left your son in two different locations. Maybe just like let him have a night, let him ha- let him have some fun on room service.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the fact. Well, I mean, I guess they all probably got comped at the hotel, but you know that he was probably staying at the time like a 500 a night hotel. To stay at the Plaza Hotel right now sets you back about. 13, 1400 bucks a night so i can only imagine what the the room that he had at the time would have set him back in uh in 1992 but uh there's a lot of things that are wrong with that movie but uh that that's what i think gets me uh that's why i like it so much you know you have a kid in rockefeller square and not one other person's around i went to rockefeller center and, and bro there was two and a half million people there just standing around you know what i mean so
1: all holding their backs card and, yeah, and, and their IDs up.
2: Just not everybody's just trying to get that one photo, so it looks like you're the only one there. Um, but uh so what is your do you have a favorite holiday song?
0: Hmm. This Christmas man. I'll say Chris Brown this Christmas. It's in his bag.
2: Okay. Well,
0: what, what you got uh Nick right. Jingle bells.
1: Uh, I don't know if I have one. Um, ever since day after what? Thanksgiving. I've just been listening to like uh Christmas Christmas playlist, just like All on right. shuffle. Yeah, he
2: can't, he can't even think of one song, you know. No, yeah. I mean like I, I like I like the old traditional, did you, like uh, did
1: you go to elementary school, fam? Yeah, I went to Catholic school. So like, I I like like you know, like uh holy night, uh the first okay. noel, stuff like that. I mean, okay. I've heard I've heard Mariah Carey make eight hundred thousand dollars a day. Uh, everywhere you go, you got to Target. The album on.
0: wise, she has, my, she has my favorite albums. I would say, uh, probably Jackson Five got a fire. Um, Christmas album rocks with that one, but Mariah Carey's up there as well.
2: Um, I don't think Nick said a song other than just the truth. gonna go words. with
1: uh, is it Bing Crosby? I'm beginning to look beginning to look a lot like Christmas,
2: sure. Sounds like a song Bing Crosby would have sang. Nick's like, I also like I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas.
0: By Pee Wee Herman.
2: <laughs>
1: Michael Buble has got a great Christmas album.
2: Yes, he does. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, that's. I like that. Um, I like Little Drummer Boy if you're talking like old, you know. Old song. I'll tell you that uh, the Christmas shoes boy. song like, that the makes hell me. Who uh,
0: "Little Drummer Boy"? Give me, give nah, me that makes me. me Christmas shoes makes me. Makes me, uh, oh, they makes some me tear
2: up. Um, let's see. did I love Christmas shoes. Man, I listen to it all, all, all the time. Um, all right. Well, let's let's take us out. Any other uh, Christmas things or, or holiday things that you guys want to talk about before we uh for? Nah, that's it. Right?
0: That's it. Happy holidays to everybody. Whatever you celebrate. Uh, love, peace, happiness, all of that, man. Enjoy family. Uh, you know, most importantly, if you don't have any of the money to buy all the gifts in the world, just make sure you, you know what I'm saying? Around loved ones and, you know, express love.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Um, I'm going to go with a Christmas song here. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, uh, what we want to play here. Why don't we just go um with uh oh, a little Brad Paisley has a song called Santa looked a lot like daddy, uh which is a pretty good song, a little country Christmas song. Oh uh, mommy was cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so let's do that. But uh Cam, everybody, Nick, Silk, the rest of you boys have a great uh great Christmas, great holiday, and we'll see you guys. Same, course, same, same course, time, same time. Merry Christmas. You filthy animal.
5: Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Her daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had it. Picture. Santa wasn't much too thin He didn't come down the chimney So mama must have let him in Santa looked a lot like daddy but Daddy looked a lot like him well, They thought that I was fast asleep They thought that I was tucked in bed They never thought I'd come a or That I'd hear what was said Santa put his arm around mama And mama put her arm around him So if Santa Claus ain't daddy Then I'm not gonna tell on them? Well, Santa looked a lot like daddy But daddy looked a lot like him It's not the way I had any picture Santa wasn't much too thin He didn't come down the chimney So mama must have let him in Santa looked a lot like Daddy, Daddy looked a lot like you. never saw the red-nosed reindeer like a show on the TV screen. But he sure brought lots of presents. So Santa Claus he must have been. He sure looked a lot like Daddy. Our daddy looked a lot like him. Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Our daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had him picture. Santa was much too thin. Come down the chimney. So Mama must have let him in. Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Her Daddy looked a lot like me